Welcome, my chingus, to the second episode of the K-Pop Roundtable. In this episode, we will talk about our three favorite songs and the biggest disappointment of April 2017. My name is Steven, and I'm here with my regular co-host, Josh. Hello. And today, we have a very, very special guest from the Chincha podcast, April. Hello, April. Hey, what's up, guys? April for the April, uh, for the month of April. It was perfect. It was like, I totally planned that. That was the main reason why we called you. We were like, let's find someone with, you know. With the exact name (laughs) of the month. month. (laughs) I like it. And I am from the Jin Cha Cha podcast, the real tea, featuring uh, me and Girl Davis every week and uh, talking about everything going on in the world of K pop and everything in between. Yeah, you guys are pretty different from our podcast because we kind of focus a lot on the songs and stuff, and you guys focus a lot more about like the world surrounding k-pop as well as other aspects Mm. of of the world really Mm, yeah 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 so if you guys want to hear about other people talk about other things (laughs) smarter (laughs) things better things uh, (laughs) you guys should check out that podcast but yeah thank you so much for joining us uh for our monthly kind of awkward uh getting to know other people podcast (laughs) um how long have you guys been doing your podcast Wow, I think it'll be, we're coming up on two years, I believe, Ooh, pretty soon. But yeah, we hit our one year, and I think we're still kind of early in the one year. But I think, yeah, we're getting close to two years. So it's been quite a journey, a lot of growth, and a lot of K-pop bull <laughs> and mess <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> um, you, guys, uh, you guys both met in Korea, right? You guys... Uh... Yes, um, I was doing YouTube then, and uh, she like watched, you know, my follow my videos and oh, and blogs. I was doing my blog a lot then, and she's like, "Hey, yeah, let's meet up." So we actually became friends on Facebook, and then the third time I had went back to Korea to go to school, that's when we finally were able to meet and hung out, and then we just stayed friends, and she's like, uh, yeah, I think we should do a podcast, and I'm like, yeah, I think that sounds good, and then it just became Jin Cha Cha. So what is your kind of background with, with K-pop? Uh, how long have you been uh, into K-pop and, and things like that? Yeah, oh my gosh, so I got in, I believe, late 2010, and it was all because of a man named Jung Ji-hoon, a.k.a. Rain, a.k.a. <laughs> the rain the wetness himself yes the the man himself yeah i watched ninja assassin and was just like who is this man i must know more about him this is my future husband unfortunately that didn't come true but <laughs> sorry he, you know i know it was a sad day um yeah so i found out about him and then i just fell down that rabbit hole of k-pop and i never looked back so it, well, i guess it's been i guess almost about seven years now and ended up living in Korea and just experiencing it the culture and the opportunities that it has given me in my life and career and just the amazing experiences has just been awesome cool I mean Rain is somebody that like nowadays I often forget Rain I mean of course he, he went to the military came back and 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's so famous now. He only has to do like one thing every every blue moon, you know. Um, right. But like sometimes I forget he exists, and then you re- <laughs> and then I remember just how freaking popular you know he used to be. Um, yeah, like most influential. Yeah. What was that? Was it Time Magazine that he was the most? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that, right? Influential yeah. man named yep. after weather? I think weather? it was <laughs> 2009 or something, but yes. Mostly, oh, dang, I bet you like half of my friends all got into K-pop because of Rain. <laughs> That's how influential he was for most mm-hmm. of the people I know. I'm trying to think Rain like, like what about Rain other than his amazing good looks and abs <laughs> and abs of course <laughs> um like even nowadays or, or is that still kind of the kind of music uh kind of k-pop music you kind of listen to because rain's a little bit more you know r&b dancey kind of kind of kind of chingu right right like i mean even i mean yeah he was a attractive ninja assassin yes but mm. it was just an aura i think i had i mean because <sighs> We talk about it all the time on Chicha Cha, just how the representation of just Asian culture, Asian people, and Asian actors. And I don't, and I've I always watched kung fu movies. I mean, and martial arts and um, Thai movies, and just so many. But it was just something about him mm. that just kind of transcended everything. And I was, and I just said, "Wow!" Like I have to know more about this person. And it was just this aura. Like I, I did, like maybe other Rain fans know, but it was just something. And I think it was just meant to be because Korea has just become such a part of my life. Right. That is just so meaningful. So it wasn't just like, oh, he's so fine, which he is. But it was just like, wow, that this one thing opened up so much in my life and so many experiences that, you know, crafted who I am. So um, when it comes to the music, I do listen to a lot of KRMB-ish, I guess. I just, I'm a person, I like more the songs versus the artists like Hmm. like i'm not a huge xo fan but like i'm on monster right now like it's the jam it's like a really dark r&b that's kind of my i love like that dark r&b soul but then like i like crazy like normal 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 by ioi like (laughs) it's like all over the spectrum (laughs) <laughs> that is pretty yeah that, so you're just uh whatever grabs you, you you're not like yeah. a certain person or thing and and that that i think that's very similar to us actually um mm-hmm. we uh, i think we get a lot of not flag not anymore but we used to get a lot of flack back when we started of like we're not really fanboys of anything anymore like mm-hmm. I, I used to really love wonder girls and josh used to really love girls generation but yeah. since since that kind of died like we just like what we like and we're not really tied right. to anything anymore um yeah but uh yeah no about rain like uh again i just kind of i'm like waking up right now but like he (laughs) he really was and still probably is just one of the most charismatic solo male artists um, yeah ever in In korea yeah yeah k-pop and i think in a lot of things if you think about it yeah even Mm. as far as acting and stuff like i mean one of my first korean dramas was was um, full house Um, full house Mm. and i even was a dumb, dumb little boy, but like I even was like, damn, I really want this rain hair. And so I even went <laughs> to a Korean uh, haircutting place and would show them a picture of rain and was like, give me that hair. And then they oh permed my, my hair. They did all this stuff. It looked nothing like rain hair, but I, I, I did. That's how much I loved rain and full house at the time. 
Um, you should have asked for the Ajima perm. They didn't give you that. <laughs> I, you know, it ended up looking uh, for like a couple of days. It ended up looking very <laughs> creepily similar, like broccoli, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, and you know, speed uh, speed racer uh, is one of my. Fa- I, I really like speed racer at the time, even though all my friends hated it. And I don't know if that was because it's just I love that movie or because I thought Rain was pretty good in it. But uh, okay, mm. Speed Racer. Did you like Speed? Did you like Speed Racer, Josh? I've never seen it. You've never seen Speed Racer? No. God. <laughs> How about the the anime or a cartoon? Yeah, I've seen the the original Speed Racer. You gotta get on the... that Rain Speed Racer, man. Come on, it's pretty <laughs> right. You gotta get on that Rain. Make it mm. rain. Pour it out. Um, oh uh, yeah, and I just saw Rain. He was dancing a size. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, his new song, uh, new new face. I want to say new face. I think it's new face. Yeah, because someone sent it to me. <laughs> I mean, he I, I, again. I forgot. I was like, I was like, is Rain in the military right now, or is he? <laughs> he's like, out. Is, no, he's out. <laughs> okay, I was like, where did he? Where's he been? He was on the episode of uh, of Knowing Brothers of Anand Hyungnim. Uh, that's oh, yeah. I, I don't watch that anymore, Josh. That was way <laughs> back when, though. Anyways. Not important. Do you know what? Mm. I honestly have no idea. I thought you were a Super Rain fan, Stephen. I didn't say Super <laughs> Rain fan. <laughs> this, this I said super duper. <laughs> I wanted his sexy hair back in the day. That's all I want. <laughs> and you, and you loved every drama that he was in and all his songs and his sexy dancing. Okay. That's what you said. I may have named my future children <laughs> Rain. Okay. Boy and girl. Rain the boy. Rain the girl. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, one's Rain and one's Bby. Those are the the. The, the two mm. rain names that I'm going with. All right. Uh, I guess that's a little bit. So uh, another topic we, you know, we've been doing for all of one episode is uh-huh. uh, what do you think of uh, 2017 so far? Uh, K-pop wise, not world news wise, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> sure. You don't want me to talk about politics. <laughs> I mean, you can. Uh, we. <laughs> that's just a different podcast. That's just, yeah. That's the, uh, the, the K-pop. Pop, I don't know what I'm saying. This week, this week in K-pop, yes. um, yeah, uh, 2017 to me has kind of started out a little slow. I feel like it's pretty weak compared to 2016 when you think about the jams that and the co- iconic songs that released that were released in 2016. You're like, man, you know, 2017 has a lot of catching up to do. I mean. Oh my! One of my favorites is the um, Ung, um the Ung freestyle with Flow Sick and um, Punchnello and Live. Just and that went viral. Just amazing. Um, you had stuff from Blackpink and IY and G Friend, Twice, BTS. Just really killing it. I think 2017 has a lot of catching up to do if they want to um, catch up to the amazingness that was released. Or, I mean, Bermuda Triangle, Zico, Crush Jean, like, come on now. You're going to have to really try. 2017 is going to have to really try before they can match 2016. Uh, well, speaking specifically about Bermuda Triangle, do, do you like, I mean, uh <laughs> We've actually got on record saying yeah. that's one of the worst songs we've ever heard. Yeah, we <laughs> really. Yeah, uh-huh. we 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 actually really don't like that song. Uh-huh. And and you know one of the reasons we wanted to bring you know other people into the roundtable is just to hear kind of uh, uh, their thoughts on songs. So to, right. to be fair, I like the Dean part. I like the Dean part, of course. Naturally, I have to like the Dean part, but everything else, I I just can't get behind. 
Was it the lyrics? No, not necessarily the lyrics. I think it's more of the delivery and the kind of just overall package, at least for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, we both. Um, it just came up the other day for me uh, with some of my students, but like Zico, I appreciate Zico a lot sometimes. Like I think his delivery is really <laughs> good sometimes. Um, and I think he does a really good job, uh, sometimes. <laughs> and then <laughs> I like sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes like, I feel like the beat is just doesn't match his flow at all. Um, which I can understand. I think some his flow can sound very different to other K-pop rappers because a lot of K-pop rappers do sound same samey, and so I think a lot of people. I think one of the reasons why people are very into By too, apart from By has really good lyrics, but his flow is also just totally different than other rappers, uh, uh, Korean rappers. Um, and I do think because some of my students were saying that's why they really like Zico. Um, but I think for me, that's one of the reasons why I'm just like, he has like a doki problem sometimes where I think he just always raps a certain way, no matter yeah. what the backing track is. But I'm not a huge like rap person, but Josh normally is. Yeah, I, th- I think for Zico, it's like a double edged sword. Like when it when he's on, I think it's really good. But when he's off, it's also kind of really jarring for me. How do you feel? How do you feel about the song, though, April? We've we've been kind of droning on. You can tell us that we're dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. fine. You just be like our parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the muted triangle song, I loved it because again, it was like kind of like that dark R and B. So, um, hold on one second. Um, I liked it because it was something about that dark R and B that I just love. Now. Zico himself for me is very problematic. Um, I also, I don't know if how I, how much I like how he'll flip to like this hardcore rapper. And then the next second he's like singing I'm like, I'm and like this boy. BB cream and like singing to this girl. She's a baby. <laughs> I'm yeah. a pedophile. Yeah, she's a like, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He reminds me of Drake a lot. Like he is like, he tries to be like the Korean Drake. Hmm. So, and he, you know, he'll rap and then he'll sing. So I'm just not sure how I feel about it. So the song itself is just kind of example how I like a song, but not really a person. I was a huge Dean fan before he came out with his album. Hmm. Um, when he did his English releases, I actually like them a lot better than his Korean album. I really didn't care for, um, was it Trouble 180 or whatever? Yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm a little hipster that I'm like, yeah, I liked him more when he de- before he liked debuting in Korea. But I don't know, like his gems in America, I just um, put my hands on you and I- I'm not sorry. To me, those are just jams compared to like Bonnie and Clyde. I just, I don't know. It was just something about it. Just, it didn't make me excited. So. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard any of his English stuff. I, I didn't even know actually he, he had English stuff before his Korean stuff. Really? So I okay. will check some of that stuff out. Cause I, Josh loves Dean. Like if, yeah. if I'm going to name my baby rain, he'll name his, I'm gonna my girl Dean. Like, his yeah. penis, his penis is probably named Dean. He probably hey, little Dean, yeah. little Dean, <laughs> little Dean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you can little go where you need to go. Dean. Yeah, I mean, have you heard his English stuff? Yeah, actually, I'm. I really, really like. Uh, I'm not sorry, uh, but 
I, I don't really like one version over the other, like English over Korean. Like I, I was a really big fan of that album. And I actually really liked uh, his his English songs, but it was kind of uh, retroactive for me. Like I, the first song of his I heard was I think "Pour Up" with mm. with us with Zico. Actually, that no, funny that we're talking about it. And then it I went oh, back. I love "Pour Up." Yeah, and then I then I went back and listened to his English stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." And then obviously when he released D, I was like, "Yo, this guy, Korean R and B right here, like he's leading the future." Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, so yeah, okay. Uh, Korean R&B singer. Dean is good. I, I think from the things that I've heard, I just he doesn't seem to be growing much. He just seems that I'm just going to do the Dean thing, which is for right. me kind of my problem with Zico too sometimes. He just he just does the Zico thing um, over and over and over again. Um, right. You know, that is, I, that's actually like a criticism that I've recently been thinking about, like because uh, he's released like some newer stuff that's like not on an album yet. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself like, oh, yeah, I, I like these songs, but not necessarily more than other Dean songs. And I was trying to think like, well, oh, why is that? And I think the kind of bottom line is that he's not really changing up his style in any way. It's like the mm-hmm. same thing, kind of like how yeah. a lot of we like we were talking about Korean rappers and. You know, actually, a lot of Korean R&B folks are guilty of that as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, right, I think a lot right. of musicians in general are, right? Like mm-hmm. People don't like they have it. They style. Yeah, people don't like it when they change styles and, and stuff like that. But uh, Right, right. Um, but you need time. I mean, Dean's only, he's a little boy. You know, he's a little Dean. <laughs> you know, he needs time. Yeah, he's a little D. He has to grow up to a big D, so yeah. give him time. <laughs> he's a little D. He's a little D. He's, he's the baby in Zico's. She my baby. No. Um, Where would we go with this? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so 2017, it, it has been, uh, you know, longtime listeners of our podcast know we, 2017 is like a joke now. It, we we joke about it all the time about how not great it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we talked enough. Do you want to start talking about our favorite songs? Let's talk about some positive Yeah, let's talk about some things. good stuff. Yeah. If you're, this is the first time you guys are listening to this podcast, we're going to talk about our top three uh, songs of April. Um, and we are going to start with April um, because she's our guest. She's our guest, and she seems smarter than us. Oh, by far. <laughs> uh, and we, we, we could have a baked potato as a guest that will be smarter than us. <laughs> That's speak for yourself. I'm at least the cauliflower, Josh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, we are. There are some rules, I guess, to this, which is there's only one song per artist. So, for example, like. It, this didn't happen, but if I loved IU, I, I couldn't pick three IU songs, you know, for my top three. Right. Um, and we're going to go uh, from three to two to one and then talk about our most disappointed song. So, April, let's start yeah. with your uh, number three of April. Okay, so my number three would be Winner, Really, Really. Really, 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 
and I'm not a winner fan. <laughs> Again, it's just like a song that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, when it released, I didn't check it out because I didn't care because I don't really like winner. So, <laughs> but I just happened to see, I think it was a video of them. They went into like an eight second store and they were singing the song to like this girl who was like a sales associate there. And I was like, this is cool. And I was like, okay, this song's pretty cool. So um, I kind of checked it out, but I will say it's one of the better songs of 2017. Um, I do enjoy Minnow a lot. He's like a GD Taeyang hybrid. So it's pretty cool because he looks both like both of them. But sometimes he's a little too much, too GD ish. You know, and I know GD is such a cool concept. Like, he's an awesomely amazing, cool concept of a guy. So sometimes he just gives me a bit too much of the GD vibes. But um, I think his skills as a rapper are really amazing. The lead singer guy, who, Sung Hyun, who was uh, on, I think it was K-pop star. Or was it Superstar K? Anyway, he's a good singer. But overall, I think this is one of the better songs of 2017. Cool, cool. Um, I'm going to assume this is on Josh's list. If I were to bet money. It's not. It's not on your list? It's not. That's crazy. Because it is my number two song. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, Yeah, that's how great this month was, Josh. (laughs) But but no, I, I agree with you. I think... You know, winter stuff, I mean, winter has always had that. I don't know if it's a problem or if it's a good thing that a lot of their songs sound kind of very different from each other. And mm-hmm. so I, I think winter is a prime example of like, you know, sometimes you may like a song and sometimes you may not like a song from winter because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, right. But I, I really think this song is a very fun song. And I think the turning point for me was when uh, we were having some kind of day in my middle school and. Uh, they were playing music and all the kids were singing and kind of dancing to this song. And it's such a simple dance and it's a, such a simple song to sing with that I was really just like more into it because it is kind of a uh, that, you know, tropical housey kind of kind of yeah kind of sound more laid back. I, I think Mino or Mino, I wish he was in more of this song. Like his rap mm-hmm. uh, has personality. And it also matches the backing track of the song, I think, very, very well. Like every every time I listen to the song and he comes on, I'm like, this is a great example of changing your flow a little bit uh, to the song and have it match really well. And then immediately after Mino, the other rapper shows up and he's just like, I'm a Korean rapper and I rap the same way as all Korean people do. And it really <laughs> is like a really stark contrast, I think. It is. And actually, is. I, I lied. It is my number three. I'm sorry. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, I, was like, yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. But yeah, <laughs> it is my number three. And I, everything that you're you're saying, uh, I, I pretty much agree with. Uh, winner... When this song first came out, I think both of you and I, like Steven and I, we really had like good feelings about it. And Mino, I think, really carries the song. Uh, but the backing track is a good backing track. And it's something that you kind of don't really expect, I think, from Winner. Because I think Winner was kind of going a more sad kind mm-hmm. of uh, alternative route almost. Yeah. Kind like, of get some a little guitar-y sometimes yeah, too. And I think it's... Um, yeah. It's because they lost uh, Taehyung. Taehyung. Yeah. Taehyung. Yeah. yeah. He, I think, was more the 
the bandy like, guy, the band guy, right? Because yeah. he, when he left, he went and made a band, and there's, right. their sound, I think, drastically changed because of that. You mentioned April, the the singer, and the, there is a I don't know what his name is, um, but I, the the I really liked his singing. I I don't like the whispered singing in the very beginning of the song. I think mm-hmm. that's a little cringy to me, and I really don't. Every time I start up winter, uh, this song, I'm just like, I don't like this. Please. please yeah. Don't. Skip. <laughs> um, but when he start singing or the other guy starts singing, like it, I think it's very powerful, a lot more powerful than you would expect from a, a boy group, you know, especially right. um, uh, in this day and age, I, I guess, where, you know, some groups have 12 dudes and still yet none of them can sing very well. Right. Um, right. Uh, so I, I did. I did like that a lot. What did you think about the music video? Um, I'm not going to lie. I did not watch it in full, but mm. I think it was the correct video. It was in black and white. Um, yes. is that the right one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I did see they had like foreign women as like the dancers, although that was pretty cool. Like, you know, just having it a little bit out the box, like in how they were like outside. To me, it was pretty classy, like for them to be such young guys. Um, I think it was a very classy, um, it was a lot of the cinematography and just the dance moves. And it just made them seem like a much more mature group, like they're growing instead of like, OK, we're staying in like the little boy stage or, oh, we're sexy men now and we're going to have half naked women or something in liquor. It was more like, yeah, this is classy, like, you know, suits and, you know, just multicultural. We're just going to do our thing. So I, th- I like the step that it, they took. So actually, I think this is kind of fascinating because uh, because you didn't finish the music video. I, I kind of wonder um, because the first half of the video is exactly as you describe. They're like wearing mm-hmm. suits and it's it's black and white and they have all these foreign dancers kind of dancing around them. And I yeah. fully agree. It's classy. But the second half of that video takes this super right turn into like super YG cultural appropriation town. Um, oh, shit. They like <laughs> all start wearing kind of like urban, quote unquote, urban clothing. And they're in like a Jeep, I think. They they get really? into this, they get into a lowrider. Yeah, the low no, rider that's what it was. Yeah. Starts bumping YG up and always down. has to bed stuff up. See, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, there's two low riders, and in the other low rider, there's a bunch of like African Americans, and they're all just like, hey, we're all cool with each no, other, guys. I have to see the ending. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I think you should finish that music. Video. I'm disappointed. No, after all these accolades, and then they do some freaking culture appropriating at the end. What? It's really strange because. It, they're so different in like themes. It it really feels like two different music videos. Yeah, yeah. It seems like maybe they had one director and he had this cool idea, and then YG like came in, punched him in the face, and was like, "No, we need more no minorities, <laughs> more cultural appropriation, hip hop culture. Dreads. Yeah, throw some rastas in there. Where's the black people? <laughs> yeah, YG does that sometimes. I mean, I don't know if it's him making that decision, but like. Uh, probably he's um, ridiculous <laughs> yeah like what did you think of uh, like cl's lifted music video have you seen that one yeah um i have another choice that i'll get into and i wanted to talk about her a little bit but mm. cl i guess i'll just go ahead and say it. i was a big cl fan back Who in was? the day and then i found out it's kind of like finding out santa isn't real I found oh. out uh, CL's album will never come out. So <laughs> mm. 
So um, I just, you know, you like an artist and then they're basically, all they want to do is take pictures with famous people and you don't really see them creating anything. It's like, I'm not a fan of you just because you take pictures. If that's the case, I can like some freaking person on Instagram, some Instagram model. I like you because you create really great music and I like the representation that you're portraying and this this, and that but it's like if you're not gonna do that then I don't know why I need to be a fan of you so um my other choice that I'll talk about is um you know I realize like hmm I'm liking the wrong person here (laughs) but yeah lift it was all right um it's forgettable like honestly I listened to that one time I'll never listen to it again and I Mm. will not be sad if I never hear that song again um the video was okay there was nothing that stood out it would be okay if it was like yeah a chill single just to give to the fans while her next album's coming out if she had an album but as just like a single to put out I thought it was weak and just not you know her flair makes up for the song but I mean a flair can't make up for an album so true I mean, true. For no album, I say. For no album. I mean, maybe now with 21. Wait, did 21 break up? Or yeah, I think they disbanded. They yeah. did. They, they did, right? Officially. Yeah. They yeah. did goodbye and everything, right? So, like, I guess in theory now she's, she's got free. free, even though she's been free for two <laughs> years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they haven't done jack shit. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, well, so that was your number three, and also Josh's number three winners. Really, really, my number two. Mm. Um, so I guess in our weird <laughs> numbering, I guess it's my turn next. Uh, what? To talk about <laughs> yeah. My number three, and my number three is maybe the spiciest pick. I don't even know if if April, you you've heard of this group. I hope this isn't Josh's thing, but I kind of doubt it. It's by a twelve member group, Josh. Oh, and they're <laughs> and they're a bunch of boys. And they could make up a team. They could make up a team, a golf team, a sports team, if you would. Uh, yeah, their name is Varsity, and the song is called Hole in One.
Interesting. That's my number two pick. <laughs> that is your number two <laughs> yeah. pick? I knew it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 for actually, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was really kind of figuring which one would be number two and number three. Mm-hmm. But that song, man, it just gets stuck in my head. And I was playing it all the way um, to to China. And oh my God, that song is good. Like, it's one of the better boy songs I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I, the, the reason I chose really? this huh. song as three instead of two was, was because there are parts in that song where I just, I hate that song. I hate the whole in one song. Like, anytime there's a rap, I really, I really dislike it. I dislike it. <laughs> I can get past um, it. I think that's why it's my number two. Uh, but like whenever the backing track is kind of on on full blast and there's kind of uh, it's just it's very happy. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a gone to the point where Josh and I will just say it to each other. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, and we'll <laughs> do kind of stupid Chinese accents of like ballin, ballin. Want to have sex on your body? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope these are not the lyrics. These oh are, my gosh. No, they're, they're not the lyrics. They're, okay. <laughs> the real ones aren't better, but I, you know. They're not that much better though. Yeah, it should, they just say like all in, all in and like whole, whole, I don't know. Whole even in, whole in, whole in or something like that. <laughs> Um, okay, so what's their name again? Varsity. Varsity. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think they've been around for a little bit, but I, honestly, I know nothing about this group. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't really. I've, I think we looked at some of their other videos just in case some of them are really interesting too, but they're not. They're just like kind of a generic <laughs> uh, Dang. Boy, uh, K-pop boy group. But this song specifically, um, it just... It's a very fun song, and the backing track, it's not quite similar to, I think uh, Really Really is a much better produced song overall, and I th- and mm-hmm. I think even the card songs are much better produced songs overall, but it does remind me of this kind of just, how do you like, boopity boops, but more... <laughs> Guy boopity poops. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, boopity it's hard to... Boops. It, th- there's a lot of very catchy production elements to the song. That kind of will carry a lot of meh parts of the song, and I yeah. never really get bored. Uh, obviously, except for from the rap parts. But I've listened to the song so much that, like, my brain I think automatically just cuts those parts out. I'm really surprised you ended up picking this. Um, but I think 90 percent of the people will listen to this and be like, "This is a terrible song." Why right? The, why the heck are you talking about? <laughs> That's why, so before we started recording, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure my list is, is like similar with yours. And yeah. you were like, oh, I don't know about this one. It's spicy. And I was like, no, it's on there. I know exactly okay. which song you're talking about. It's on there. And <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure our number ones are the same too. Yeah. So you have you heard this song? No, right? No, I've never heard the song or the group. It's called Hole in One. That's what the song is called. Yeah. <laughs> it is called Hole in Hole One. In one. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> See, you're like Josh because I was making fun of Josh because he was trying to make it dirty, and I was like, "It's not dirty; it's just a golf term." But <laughs> I guess you're on Josh's side, and you're suspicious about the name. I just it's so just dirty. like K-pop. All right. Because <laughs> yes. in the song they say "Hold in, hold in." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it has like a tangentially golf thing in the music video. Not really, but. Nothing else about it is is you know amazing. I, I just think it's a very fun song, and I think in 2017 where we're getting a lot of ballads and we're getting a lot of like chill R and B songs and we're getting a lot of kind of the not happy catchy stuff that I have always loved more. 
Mm-hmm. I think Varsity somehow made it to our list because it's it was catchy. fun. It was yeah. fun. It's catchy. It gets stuck mm. in your head. So uh, check that out. Also, I guess check out the ending of Really Really if you really want. Yes, because I'm shocked that uh, it took such a turn. Maybe it's not as bad as we we are envisioning it, but like I rewatched it just the other day, and and it's still I was just like, what happened? And then they all changed clothes, and it just became a, a whole new thing. Um, I mean, but we're also kind of biased because we're we kind of hate YG for really kind of hamming it up with like hip hop culture and and like that kind yeah. of stuff too. So. I mean, judge for yourself and watch it, I guess, but it's bad. It sounds a hot mess. It's bad. Yeah, I, I trust you guys. It's probably a hot mess. <laughs> cool. Uh, then I guess it's your turn for your number two, April. Okay, so my number two would be M-I-N-Z-Y with Ninano. <laughs> So, um, so I figured out that being a fantasy L <laughs> wasn't a smart. And while 21 was still together, um, basically the crush album was when like, I basically fell in love with Menzi, um, seeing her on stage and how powerful she was. I was like, wow, like she's really incredible. Um, cause CL like really was kind of like her personality so big so it was easy to see her first but someone who just commanded the stage is this Menzi and um when she left 21 I was so proud of her because it takes a lot to leave a large agency especially as one as large as YG I mean you're not going to get as much backing I mean YG could have really did her dirty kind of like how SM did JYJ Mm-hmm. and uh, banned them from broadcast. She could have never been heard in Korea again. So I, even though I don't like YG, I commend him and the company for letting her continue on her career because he's just extremely talented and to let her just rot in a YG dungeon is, is just not okay. Um, I also love Minty, like... I, I love how she showcased her sexuality on stage and just like as a woman, like, um, but then she was still like, you know, this demure, um, and I also can relate to her a lot because she's a Christian. So it's like, 
you can have like this balance, like, yeah, I can be this Christian girl and, you know, make right choices in my life. But when I'm on stage or I can, I'm still a woman, I'm sexy. Like I I love just the kind of disposition of that. Mm -hmm. So I just really um, love her. So when she came out with this album, I just, just was crazy excited that she could stand on her own and say, you know what? I don't need this large company. I have the talent and I have the passion. Um, Ninano, I, it to me is just a start. It's not the most amazing song in the world, but it is a start. And I think she showcased who she is vocally and as a dancer. Um, I think her album showcased her voice um, very well. And a lot of people are like, oh, she's the dancer, but her girlfriend can sing. And if you listen to any of 21 songs, she really carried them because Bomb's voice has been shot for a long ass time. And if it's not CL screaming over the track, we know Dar can't really sing so it was Mindy covering she really carried the songs because her voice didn't overpower everyone it was like a nice neutral to like carry the song over mm-hmm. so her um Nina no it, it's just really catchy it's fun um I think it's one of the like you said it's a lot of ballads this year so to hear something that's you know clubby you know put your throw your hands in the air kind of thing I, I i really like it i love how she has flow sick on it and that there's an english version and a korean version so um it kind of gives you some options like man i want to learn this rap but i want to learn the english version or you know let me work and try to study the korean one i, I just loved it so um I just think she's just an amazing person. And I watched Unnie's Slam Dunk because of her. And I love, um, oh, did that, that came out May. I guess I couldn't have chose that one. That just came out. But I love Machi. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Bibs is um, to Minzy. I just love Ninano. Yeah, you know, Minzy is somebody that I think as you're describing, you know, the members of 21, like, she is really powerful, but I think often forgotten, you know, because mm, she's yeah. kind of pushed in the back, like with CL always in the front and Park Bombs, right. like plastic face is like everywhere. <laughs> she's the she's the middle child of 21. Yeah. Um, so it is really nice, especially she's out of the dungeon. She's on a variety show, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a decently popular one. Right. In, in Korea now. Um, yeah. You know, I I haven't seen a Minzy do much in a really long time and mm. uh we were both kind of excited or just interested in seeing what uh Minzy's like debut you know solely debut was gonna be right sadly we we, we didn't both agree that didn't like we it didn't really much. like it that much actually yeah really yeah <laughs> like i i appreciate i think the way you word it is really is really nice because we don't have that many you know solo female powerful kind of yeah, like right. that aren't ballad singers, right? Yeah. Um, right. Minzy is always somebody that, like, I, I, I wish she could do more. And while I, I think you said it good, which is that like, Nina No is a very good beginning, I think. Like, I don't think mm. it was terrible. I do think the music video didn't show off her skills very well. I thought the music video was really I agree. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so maybe with a better video, I would have been more enticed more. Because I haven't heard this song uh, in a while, maybe not since mm. I think we talked about it on the yeah. podcast. Um, mm. But you talking about it does make me want to go back. There's a an English version, like an all English version of this. One? Uh, well, no, it just has Flow Six rap okay. in, in English. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, do you like Flow Six? 
He's pretty cool. I was a really uh, big fan of Asiatics. Um, They were apparently signed to cash money, but I have not heard anything about that. But I loved Asiatics. Like, maybe they came out like 2011. Like, every song, just their R&B, just everything about them. But I just haven't heard anything from them in a minute. And I really miss them. They're great music. Yeah, I guess Flosek came to korea i guess and he's just been here <laughs> doing really doing him i guess i don't know because he was there. on showing last season so show me the money right and this oh, year yeah. he's been just kind of showing up in a bunch of featurings every once in a while uh, i don't know that much about asiatics i mean i'm assuming they're not based in korea so maybe flow sick had some issues and was like I maybe he uh, had to jay park it and like <laughs> Right, uh, I need to like he's on Instagram, right? Like DM, I'm like when's Asiatic's coming back? Yeah, yeah. All right, that that's really cool. Uh, what are there any other songs in in the album that uh, you kind of want to recommend? Because I haven't listened. Uh, yeah, to it. yeah. Um, her she actually has a song with Jay Park. It's funny because they both left their groups, so mm-hmm. um, it's called Flashlight, and it is a R and B kind of like like cool, like nice kind of slow jam. And I do really love a song called Beautiful Lie. Um, it's a ballad, but I, I really, it's really extremely hard for me to like Korean ballads because for me, a lot of them are snooze fest and a lot of them seem like they just belong on an OST, right. which is fine. But it's just like, I can't, it's, it's always the same kind of tempo. The, the climax is the same. And it's just like, like basically a um what is like a step-by-step formula like here you go do the song exactly like that there's not much originality like zero originality they're they all sound the freaking same so i do not like cream ballads but this one is something about it it just has this it has um kind of like what was it i don't know it was a violin or almost like a symphony and it just brings you in and i forgot it's called it's something in music where it get, it brings out this certain emotion in you i, for, mm-hmm. I it was a, it's a name to it i don't but it it brings that out in me it's just like it just makes you feel emotional and it's the way she sings it is not a korean style and i really appreciated that um she just kind of hits this high note and it just like just rings and resonates in you so i would definitely um encourage you to listen to beautiful lie and you'll see you'll be like whoa this isn't like those regular korean ballads she really did try something different so those are two i would definitely suggest Mm, okay so that was flashlight with jay park right and yeah um beautiful beautiful Lie. lie Um, no, I lie. think we are on t- total. We may not agree on some things, but we definitely agree on ballads, on Korean ballads. <laughs> yeah. um, especially like I think YG or not YG, sorry, SM has like a computer program that just like just generates generates ballads for their solo artists to sing. Um, mm. That is just uninteresting and same samey, but they just keep releasing them and they keep selling a lot and Korean people love them. Because yeah, the bottom yeah. line for ballads is if it makes you feel emotion, then ballad success, right? And if it doesn't, then it's going to be a flop. And I think that's the same for all three of us where most ballads don't really kind of, you know, pull on any emotions. But like you said, uh, Beautiful Lie kind of pulled that out of you. So, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. w- at least worth a listen. And because, I mean, also, I really love me some Jay Park. I hope it's singing Jay Park and not rapping Jay Park. So, mm. uh-oh, is it, is it rapping Jay Park on Flashlight? 
It is singing, Jay. Oh, or yes. he's doing a Drake, I'll say. Okay. Oh, oh that's okay. Like sing okay. rapping. Sing rapping. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind he, that sometimes. Um Yeah, it it's like a it's a good mix. So Singing, rapping. I don't. Jay Park. Sometimes I don't even know the damn difference with him. <laughs> You're right. Like, are you You're singing? Right. Are you rapping? <laughs> so I think you you like it. I, it fits in the Rooney raps. It fits in nicely. And you're like, okay, I see what you did there. I like it. <laughs> That's good. I mean, we're big fans of Jay Park. He has his moments where we're just like, oh no, stop, no, stop. stop it. Like, yeah. Um, How do but... you guys feel about that Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. He has a new song called Hulk Hogan. This is the first time I haven't heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Watch the video on the song. It's that would be a no for me on that one. Where he like, where it's like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. <laughs> is it like a bravado rap, Jay Park? Yes. Yes. Oh, you mean kind of oh. like? Yeah. It's um. It's a really short video and short song, but I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like there was a news story that uh, some of our listeners sent uh, sent us, and they were talking about like Jay Park, and they opened like a U.S. branch, I guess, of of their label. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I, I read something about that too. Yeah, and you know the the question was like, are you guys interested in this? Like, do you guys care about this stuff? And like we were saying that like I, I think that's cool in theory, but like whenever I hear Jay Park's American stuff or English stuff, I kind of really realize like how not great he is compared like when any mm. korean artist does english stuff you start comparing them to american artists or or right chris brown and stuff yeah, yeah. and then you realize just how lacking kind of their certain things are their certain things are yeah. um so right uh, we love jay park when he's like has like half korean kind of half american uh uh trappings to him but when he goes full american it's it's kind of like Wow, man, you kind of <laughs> suck, actually, dude. Like, but also, there's there's a few songs I think with Jay Park, uh, where when we listen to it, we we don't realize that it's all in English. That's true. That has happened sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, but I I contribute that to my just dumbness because like yeah. I don't even I think I've listened to K-pop for so long I just don't even hear lyrics anymore. I just hear tones well, right hair, you know? yeah yeah i agree that's me and also i mean because we're preparing for the podcast we're expecting to hear korean so like that's mm. i think a huge deal but for jay park singing in english i think we've said it plenty of times before in our podcast like if you're gonna listen to this why listen to this when you can listen to you know xyz instead right. mm. yeah. um all right cool um so again with the way this has worked uh, you picked Minzy, and then Josh had already picked Varsity for number two. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's good, right? Um, <laughs> and then I picked winners really, really. So it's back to you, I guess, April, for your number one. Oh, really? Okay. So my number one is Dreamcatcher with Good Night.
spicy. Yeah. Well, not probably not spicy for you, but spicy for us. <laughs> I like okay i find okay so korea is just a patriarchal patriarchal because it's a society anyway so i feel like a lot of the men artists get to have so much creativity they kind of they get to do their own thing they get to explore with different um sounds and looks they can date and have a scandal and come right back and not get affected but i feel like the women are so like constricted in Korea and they're they aren't able to expand they aren't able to try new things or get into a dating scandal that they're just kind of put into this box and it's like oh if you make your uncle fans mad you're gonna lose everything or you you don't have a public friendly song like you're out of here if you don't look a certain way or sound a certain way but this dream catcher has an extreme like j-rock sound and they remind me of baby metal and i'm like yeah like a very fun different out of the box like even though it's it's basically biting off of j-rock it's not like just oh my gosh <laughs> oh, and, and this kind of stuff it's just dramatic and i and i'm not i don't even really listen to j-rock like miyavi is like the only person i listen i'm just really specific like and he's not even j-rock anymore he's just kind of like rock and like a bit of edm and all this stuff but it just makes me like think back of like me walking down Takishidori in Tokyo and like <laughs> just and it just gives me those vibes. It's very dramatic and that's why I love Japanese songs. Like I love the dramatic mm-hmm. ones and I think that's why I like baby metal so much. But it reminds me of that and just them coming out this company saying, you know, we're not going to go for a QT. We're not going to go for egg yo. We're not going to go for girl crush. Hey, we're going to try not new but new in korea and that's like this j this rock sound i don't particularly care for any korean rock music but this song just has all the fun elements it might not be like the best song in the world but it captivates me it's fun it makes me have nostalgia of just like japan and it's different and i appreciate these um, this company, uh, I'll say more company because we all know Korea is a machine and none of the right. artists have any say, but this company gave the, these girls this um, concept and the dance moves are incredible. Uh, man, they, I like when girl groups dance like guys, like really hard dance moves. Uh, so I love uh, uh, Red Velvet. They do mm. like, they'll do a little like Nene and like some little hard, like crazy dances, like guys. Um, so anyway, I would say that's probably my favorite song of this year. Cool. Um, randomly, the, the, I recently watched, uh, someone put, also put it on our Slack channel uh, for our listeners. Uh-huh. There's a Dreamcatcher, or I guess only three of them, but they are covering uh, Really Really. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Someone did put that on okay. Slack, yeah. If you want to check that out, so I... I <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It, it might be in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it might be, although it is very much. It's like a really, it's like a one shot of just them walking through a park. It 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 absolutely lacks everything you. It seems you like yeah. about Dreamcatcher, <laughs> um, but uh, it might be a weird melding of worlds. But uh, uh, no, I, I think Dreamcatcher. Uh, you know, we we've kind of talked about them in passing uh, on our podcast. That like we. 
the we I definitely agree with you about the the whole concept thing. You know, like you know that's one of the reasons why I think orig- I really like Card also is because they kind of they don't dance or the girls don't kind of get it to dance like guys, right? They they kind of yeah. they're just dancing. They're, yeah. It's not mm-hmm. just girl poses and posing and posing and 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 Red yeah. Velvet's the same. They get to do totally different weird stuff that nobody else seems to be able and to like do. huff and puff and actually break a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. So so it, it, I definitely agree that Dreamcatch is very interesting. I I I think I again I need to listen to this song again. Um maybe a performance version. Um mm, yeah, be, yeah. Because they I don't know why they have to do it. I guess baby metal does also do this sometimes, which is like just because it's rock, they need to make it really dark and really like hard to see what's going on and grimy kind of. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's much easier for baby metal because there's just three girls. But I remember right. watching uh, this music video and I'm just like, there's so many cuts and it's dark. And, and, and I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like yeah. this Are is they in weird. a forest. Are they in a building? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe because I I also remember watching a a video of them dancing to what was it like a Maroon Five song? I think they they had a Maroon oh, okay. Five cover. Um, and, and I was like, oh, that's actually like much more interesting than 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 I originally thought. Um, mm. but I'm sorry, but I can't for the life of me remember what this song sounds like. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, I recognize the group, but I'm like, oh, like I really. If you were like, okay, Josh. Hum the song. I'd be like, uh, all in, all in, baby, good night. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there any other Dreamcatcher songs that uh, you've liked or um, at all? Um, I've checked out a few of their other ones, but I'm going to be honest, I don't remember the names. But mm-hmm. I just know this in general, they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a concept gal. Like performance-wise, does it captivate me? Like overall, is the look visually? Is make me sound? Does it sound good? Cool. I'm with it. Um, and a lot of times I don't even remember the names, but I checked out another one of their songs and they're pretty cool. And I like their clothes too. I mean, obviously the outfits have to go with the songs, but I like, um, you know, they're dark as well. They're still kind of sexy, but cool. So, um, just, just the whole concept. I'm like, there i can rock with them like alternative like different like I, i'm really about that so i like them a lot yeah no i we're while i don't think you know i think both of us are, are also saying like it wasn't a home run right they weren't it wasn't a hole in one uh, of a song <laughs> um but i do I, I always appreciate new new concepts right i always wish uh new concepts would come in because as you said th- especially a lot of those new goose, smaller groups, they just get the same concept in a circular pattern of, they just let's all try this one. No, let's try this one. No, let's try this one. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, so I do wish that they could succeed. I, I do. Do you think it's a smart choice though, for the Korean market? Cause it, we've talked about in the past that Koreans don't really like rock uh, or I mean, in general, right. It's still yeah. very niche. Kind yeah. Of market. Uh, have they made any Japanese songs yet? Do you, uh, do you know at all? Not that I am aware of. I'm not sure. But what you were saying about Koreans don't like rock that much. It seems like Koreans like American rock Mm. or like British, but they don't really care for other Korean people doing rock. It's interesting. Yeah. I I think they kind of like the poppiest rock possible. Like Maroon 5 and stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, And Beatles, you know, I guess if you call that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh. And it's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, we, we got it. 
Um, <laughs> I guess it. every once in a while they'll be like, oh, that one, I don't know, Fallout Boy song, you know, but like, uh-huh. like oh, Fallout Boy, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I used to love Fallout Boy, man. Like, what decade did they come out in again? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I am interested. Like, I really do hope that they don't just change their concept because they're not getting much traction in, in Korea, you know? Um, right. I do think if they go to Japan, they'd fucking kill it. Um, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I thought I had saw something maybe on Twitter. Um, I'll have to keep up with them because, yeah, they could kill it. Like Korean girls singing like in J-Rock, Japanese. Like Japanese boys will go crazy. From these. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where yeah. money is, you know? Uh, yeah, I think there's a, a huge market in, in Japan for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look how much they love Kata. Like, that was basically like, oh, <laughs> they loved Kata. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea who that is. Kata. <laughs> like, the Kata? girl group. Oh. Step it up, step it up. Did I My say bad. it wrong? Kata? No, no, no. That's Kata. right. That's correct. It's just Kata? I, when I was a young, <laughs> stupid person, I would always call them uh, Kara. Kara. Like the name? Kara. Like, yeah. Hmm. Kara. Yeah. All right. I'm an idiot. Also, I don't never really liked Kara. Because so. <laughs> uh, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not Japanese, Steven. You didn't like Guhara Choco Chip Cookie? Oh my lord. <laughs> that was that was like my, my favorite song of whatever year that came out. <laughs> that you know what though? Fine. Probably my favorite cookie bay song, because the other one I can remember is Zico's Tough Cookie. And oh. <laughs> I like Zico's Tough Cookie more. You like Zico's Tough Cookie more? Just gonna say it. I, what did he now. say? Like top? I thought he said top cookie, and I was like, oh. "You top, top cookie? <laughs> like it's like the best cookie?" <laughs> I I feel like I would respect someone saying top cookie more than tough cookie because yeah, tough cookie like, just sounds so lame to me. How can you be a, like you're a tough kid. cookie? If it's a tough cookie, it's stale, and you need to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, you're just a bad cookie. I was like, "Yo, I'm stale bread." It's like That's a bad I'm a snail, <laughs> stale snack. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like, you're a badass, Zico. You're a badass, man. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scared of that cookie. Look at that cookie. Yeah. I was, no, I, I was also told a story to our Slack team goes about, I don't know if you read it, Josh, but, uh, yesterday I was talking to my students and Zico came up and they were all talking about like, Oh, Zico, he's so cool. And he's so hip hop and he's so, he has so much swag. And like one of the girls was like, he's such a tough cookie. And then I just started laughing. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, girls, you, you know, uh, in America, a tough cookie, nobody says that anymore. But it's also kind of like a baby. It's a joke. Like, jokey word. And nobody hip hop would ever respect anybody who says I'm a tough cookie. Um, but they wouldn't believe me. Like they thought it was a legit like, like, like I didn't ask, but I think in their head they were picturing like Eminem and Snoop Dogg all like high-fiving each other and be like, yo, you're a tough cookie. It's like swag. Yeah, it's like, no. no, You're a tough chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. (laughs) It's like something Justin Bieber might say or something like that. Not these days, Justin Bieber. I don't know, man. He looks like Zico sometimes. Like, uh, I mean, (laughs) he's like dressing in another person's clothing. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the one who he kind of looked like Ellen a little bit. You're right. He does look a little <laughs> bit like Ellen now. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, but I, I love that song. Ellen too. DeGeneres. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, really, that's interesting. Yeah, because he came out in the in the new DJ Khaled song that's been like really popular, and he bleached his hair, buzz cut uh, it. Yeah, he's just ooh. 
I'm never going to get that sight out of my head now. <laughs> Zico's Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, no. no, we're talking about Justin Bieber. We're talking about Justin Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber. I was like, oh, my gosh. But Zico also, first, she's my baby. He dyed his hair all, like, blonde, and he's, like, wearing lots of lipstick and, like, blush and eyeshadow. Cream and stuff. Zico, stay out of the BB cream. Yeah, no, he loves it. He loves that cream. Golly, can't be a tough cookie with BB cream, huh? That's that's what we we've actually been talking about that recently on our podcast about the weird juxtaposition of uh, of just Korean like rappers and how they have to be good looking but also trying to be hard, but they also have to be right. respectful. Yeah, right. Like I was yeah. watching, I randomly was YouTube surfing. I ended up on a clip of, I think, Loco and Gray doing like a radio show, mm-hmm. like KBS or something. And like, they're like supposed to be like these cool, badass hip hop, you know, Korean icons. And they're just like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, you're so, you know, they're just hello, like, sir. hello, <laughs> sir. Like, you know, I got a call. They had a challenge where they needed to call um, Simon Demonic. Or Sam D and Jay Park or something. And they were just Jay Park's the only one that's like, cause he's from America. He's kind of like talking in slang and kind of like shooting the shit. Right. And everyone else is like super polite and super respectful. And it's just like, yo, like as an American, right. We can't divorce, divorce right. that a little bit, but um, you got to live that lifestyle. Yeah, you can't turn you, it on and turn it off. Yeah, if you, if you hip hop, you a little bit rude, you know, <laughs> You live and breathe hip hop. <laughs> you know, swag and all that. Swag. <laughs> Tough cookie. All right. Anyways, Josh. Swag. <laughs> uh, Korean people need to stop doing like three things. One, uh, listening to Zico's music. Uh, two, <laughs> two, dabbing. And three, saying swag. Yes, that dab. Even they need the presidential it. nominees. I was like, I'm done. Just cut it out. Just stop that. Stop that nonsense. Pretty funny, though. You know, it's going to be at least two more years before that. That shit stopped. <laughs> Korea, like the Dougie, Korea stayed on the Dougie for about two years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll stanky leg in the next year or two. I don't, oh, know. I don't know how behind they are. Stanky legging. Oh, I've thing? seen people's stanky legging. K pop stars, though? I'm not talking uh, about normal Korean people. Oh, you're right. Not K pop stars. Will they start twerking? Any? Well, I guess we've yeah, seen Yeah, they some did twerking. get on twerking. <laughs> That's true. I don't know what they were twerking. Um, but uh, Josh, yeah, I've been trying to get you to start this for like oh, five so I, minutes. I'm now. sorry, I'm sorry. Talk about your number one, Josh. Uh, I think it's no surprise what my number one is. I think it's also your number one, Laboom. Hui hui.
that correct, Stephen? That is definitely yep. not correct. I'm just kidding. It's correct. I was going to say, oh, you shocked me for a little bit. I was like, <laughs> yeah. huh? Did, we could have another only Kane wait moment here. Yeah. But yeah. If there's anything more, uh, our listeners will know it is. This had to be. This had to be number one. There's no. Yeah. <laughs> we are slaves to our generic tendencies. Yeah. Like. Sometimes. No. So me and Steven. Uh, yeah. When I made this list, I was it was really, really easy. Uh, actually, the hardest part was choosing my number three because there were some songs that I did listen to in on my way to China, like I put on a playlist, but I ultimately did like really, really the most, but this one, uh, there's, there's no comparison for me. It's just everything that I want from a year like 2017. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's bright. It's cheerful. Like I do enjoy kind of my pocket picks. Like I do really like Korean R and B but I'm a real big sucker for things that are really catchy. And this song is just really catchy and pretty girls. And uh, I just can't help it. Can't mm. help it. <laughs> your little Dean is just... Little Dean is just, just... He just likes what he likes. Well, my big rain or my downpour, <laughs> my tsunami. Um, he's so also an idiot. And yeah, I, I, I love... I, to be fair, though, if this song came out in the end of 2016, right, where... Blackpink was coming out and, and, I, out. and, and all in twice, right? Like mm-hmm. this is definitely yeah. not on that level. Um, but in a month, in a year where this kind of stuff, we were getting like disappointments left and right, left and right. Actually, I think the hardest right. thing for me was picking my most disappointed song. Cause there are so <laughs> many, there's so there's many, too many. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think the, the whistling in the background is, is, is fun and I really enjoy it. There are catchy points to this song. Also, the chorus is really great. We we said it on our podcast. The the music video is not groundbreaking. I mean, it's a digipetty video, but in a world with quick cuts and it's dark and grimy and a lot of times like bright, I can see all these things happen. Pretty girls are pretty. Uh, we're stupid. We're, we're suckers for that. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> um, have you we're, heard this song? I think I heard a little bit of it, but it was forgettable. Yeah, I think this is really just not in your wheelhouse. Just, just talking to you about the things that you like. Yeah, um, totally not up your alley. But the but I'm so like all over the spectrum though, because IOI Namu Namu is my jam forever. To be fair, and that my, song is parasitic is, in its catchiness, though. Yeah, it, it is. And, or like oh, crap, TT from Twice amazing i'm like tt like i love that song and like i'll listen to like on youtube um <laughs> um like kawaii music it's like one hour kawaii music non-stop <laughs> and i'll just i it, on the car ride like my entire drive to wherever i'm going I can listen to just kawaii music and just they're just like these little kawaii sounds and music. <laughs> but then I can have my dark stuff too. It's just I'm all over the place. Yeah, like we are I think at a time in our point one time we were all over the place, but nowadays we're very funneled. Not that we we want to be. I don't want to be, you know? Um mm-hmm. I would love it if Dreamcatcher like I really like Day 6 sometimes because I I do like band music and I I did used to really like uh, J-Rock shittily a long time ago um, mm-hmm. and shitty American rock a long time ago. <laughs> and I, I actually, you know, 
this song is probably the most kind of prepackaged, straight from a factory song, you know, uh, it's super that we're talking generic about. Generic, if you kind of look at it in certain ways. Yeah. Um, so I totally understand why you would take one list. I think the big difference between this song and like IOI or Nomo 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 and TT is that Nomo 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 and TT have a, a much better, I think, driving backing track that kind of really just gets your na- neck kind of like. S- snap in and you're kind of really <laughs> into those songs or, or like just like jumping up and yeah. down or nodding your head like yeah, kinda, yeah yeah <laughs> and they both songs also do a very good job of keeping the entire song interesting uh, from verse mm. to chorus um with That's little true. flares and stuff and this song there are times where i'm listening to the song and just the chorus i'm just like i'm just waiting i'm just like all right all right let's get to the good part guys right, right. so i can totally understand uh, why uh people are are like Really? You know, really, yeah. really? Because if this was a dish, really? right, there's a lot of, the way I describe it is like there's there's steak bits, there's good bits, but there's a lot, also a lot of vegetable, a lot of filler mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So like I can understand why this is very forgettable for most people, but for me, the steak is good enough when I haven't eaten meat in like six <laughs> months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of funny of all three songs that I, we, or me and Josh talked about today, like all three of them have very big holes, I think in the song where we're just like, we don't, we we're not down the entire time, you know? Right. Right. Uh, in different stages, I guess. Um, but that's 2017 y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Yay. 2017. I feel bad, Steven. <laughs> so pretty much April and I, we, we kind of just never let you start and say anything about your one, two and three. Do you want to start your, Biggest disappointment? Do I want to? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I mean, I know ours fair. is probably the same again, right? So uh, you could just gloss me over that. Uh, but the thing is, I'm not sure if April's is different. So I think April should still go first. Okay, and then uh, screw you, and then I'll go. I'll go next after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this one might be surprising, but my biggest disappointment would be card rumor. <laughs> <laughs> that that was Dang. yeah. That's mine. That's mine as well. That is also mine. Yeah. Okay. Nice, cool. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just like in the last episode, we all agreed on most disappointed, and now we're three also agreeing on most disappointed. You for real. <laughs> Interesting. 
interesting. Yeah. Um, if you compare this to Oh Nana and, uh, and No Recall, like this is nowhere on par to the other two. And then I hate the video is just in that little bitty square or rectangle. <laughs> Please give me a whole damn picture or like double it, like or like triple it so I can like, <laughs> see it. Because I feel like if you're going to do a video that's just like that, they need to make it artistic, like uh, that Epic High video. Yes. Um. Born Hater? <laughs> yeah, Born Hater. Yeah, Born Hater. You got to make it where I'm the rectangle doesn't annoy me and it doesn't make me want to like turn my computer or my phone or my TV to the side so I can see better. It has to be played strategically and I don't think they did it strategically. It actually looked like somebody just like fell asleep at the keyboard and like cut the picture and they were like, shit, we got to get it out. And then, they just, <laughs> and then they just like delivered the video. So I think they lacked on that. Um, I think the song just, I think Card is kind of relying too heavily on, um, like Island, that Island beat and on the dance moves. We need a really great song. Like we are Card fans because Onana was the shit, like the dance, the song, the lyrics, like everything was just really great it was like a great pizza like everything on it all the toppings were great what was the other one no regrets or uh, what was the other don't song? recall yeah don't recall. don't recall don't recall pretty cool it's still like dun, 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 like it's memorable but with this rumor it's just it lacks some things i think they got a little bit too comfortable but this is still their pre-debut they still have time for the final for the big finale big debut so i'm just hoping that they Bring it back to the level of Onana and don't rely so heavily on, hey, let's, you know, do the same formula that's been working for us or just, you know, one of these little fun dance moves and people like it. You got to give us quality stuff. Everything you said. It's like you listen to our podcast. Like everything you said. (laughs) Correct. Nice. I agree with everything you said. Yes. Yay. Like, uh, have you seen, uh, they did release after the world's shittiest music video, they released, uh, the hidden version or the dance version, which yeah. is a normal one. Um, also not great. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, what yeah. did you think about that? <laughs> also not great for me. You know what? I actually didn't watch it. Okay. Um, I was just so disappointed with the other video. I'm like, Oh, full scream. And I'm like, uh, I don't feel like watching it because the song was just kind of unmemorable. I'm just kind of like, when I get time and I still haven't made any time. <laughs> you don't need a, you don't need to watch. I don't think you really need to watch it. I don't yeah. think it'll change your mind that much. I mean, it, it is at least uses the whole screen and it does feature their choreographer. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, which is kind of cool, I guess, which is, but I feel like, uh, as you said, uh, this of all the songs, this one is like the least uninspired song, right? Because I think the they, least inspired. Yeah. The least, yeah. like they, I think surprised even themselves with Onana. And then they were like, quickly, let's just pound this into the ground, uh, mm. uh, you know, until we can. And we, you know, we both agree that every release sense has been like trying to get back to, back to Onana. Onana. Yeah. Especially with the dance. Um, I, we were kind of talking about it with Sai a little bit, which is like, it seems like Sai just reusing. I just about to say that it reminds me of Sai trying to keep up with that Kangnam style and they think that every time they have to match that one song. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, actually I was going to ask you like, 
Uh, because they have not technically a debuted yet in Korea, anyways. They do you want them to release another island song, or do you want them to do something totally different? If they did like another island, it needs to be just bl- incredible and blow my mind away. But I think that might be hard because again, they're gonna try to copy. Oh, Nana. I think it would be nice if they did change it up and just kind of maybe keep that same formula, but with a different genre. So I know they were in South America and they actually had a few videos with uh, Zany TV, I believe. And they were shown South American videos and like their dance moves. So I think it, and they would like watch the Shakira video. I actually think it would be really cool if they did more of a Spanish type of thing. You know, and and just kind of doing and see, I like what they're doing because they are like exploring and wanting to learn other cultures is we don't want to appropriate because Korea and K-pop has done enough cultural appropriating. But when they can do it in a respectful way and do it well, like what people like when they see like other countries doing like hip hop dances or anything, it's like, wow, they do it so well. That's why so many people are impressed with K-pop is they see these Korean boys hitting these moves and, and vibing and, and doing the Dougie and like all these moves and like, wow, man, look at how hip hop has inspired these people. And, and look how well they're executing it. And that's where the respect comes in. It's like, wow, this is really executed well. So if um, Cart can come out and execute like a really cool just Spanish beat, like a little maybe a little tango in there or just like something just on the lines of that, I think it could definitely blow up. So I think they maybe should steer away from the island beat for there because everyone knows that's like kind of their thing now i think they should steer away from it for their debut and then come back to it but give us a break because right now i think it'll be overkill like do you think uh card hurt themselves by not saying onana was their debut because i i do think that they were surprised about like the following they got so like right because they've kind of established themselves already even before the debut right so they kind of have to mm-hmm. like you said have to do something new like yeah. do you think it hurt them to like push their debut back instead of having it start with their first song yeah i think dsp missed an opportunity I think. And I also feel like, you know, the K-pop formula is so, okay, you have to have a song. Then you have to debut on a music show. It doesn't always have to be like that. I mean, Card has gotten big with no debut, just online. Like, the formula doesn't have to be the same. They could, like, I mean, they're just blowing up on YouTube and like the video getting shared. I feel like you don't always have to go to music bank. You don't always have to like perform at these places. I actually like how they're, um, what is the word I'm looking for? How they're kind of localizing and going to the fans in their area and building up grassroots. Yeah. Yeah, I really love like their grassroots approach to be honest. I mean, cause look at BTS. It just shows right there you don't have to go to that that same formula. They're more huge outside of Korea than they are. I mean, they're in Korea. I mean, they're huge in Korea as well. But, man, their international fan base is to be reckoned with. So um, it just shows that if you go to those people and go to those places and just have that grassroots. So I do think Nana allowed them to reach and kind of go to grassroots and fans and build there. Um, I just hope they don't forget that when they 
debut in Korea and they do get on TV and they say they start getting big in Korea that they don't forget, you know, you got here because of international fans. And so I just hope they remember that. Um, and it would have been nice. I think DSP should have made a decision to say, you know what, we need to get on Music Bank. We need to get on Inky Gael. And I think it would have catapulted them even more, especially in Korea. Mm. So I'm actually... Uh- I'm thinking a little differently. I, I I actually don't think Korean people will really like this style of song, um, mm, like mm-hmm. Onana or just yeah, even Onana. Like even though that's one of my favorite songs, you know, uh, of last year or last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it came out the I think December or November of last year. Like, I I don't think I, I think they had planned to just release one song, kind of under the radar to gauge interest. And then they found out, Oh, actually the international audience loves this. And so mm-hmm. they shifted all their plans to the international audience, which is smart. I, I do agree that it was a very smart ploy. I, on a kind of tangent, I think actually it was a, a dumb decision to release three straight Island, similar sounding songs in a row because now that's what they're known for. So like mm. if they mm-hmm. want to change up their sound, it's going to be met with a very intense backlash, especially if it's not good. Um, right. Right. And my fear is for them to when they finally debut in Korea, which should be soon, I fear that they will change their song significantly to be a more Korean so- a sounding a sound. Yeah. And yeah. that could be an epic disaster. I, I, I think it would be an epic disaster. Yeah, I like. I wish they could come out with Onana again, or you know, whatever. And Koreans <laughs> will love it. Like that would be the best, the dream. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, it's hard to judge because obviously none of my students have ever heard a card because they don't do anything in Korea, really, right? Um, right, right. And and that's how I kind of judge, right? We judge is just how right, kids students. Things. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know. Part of me is wondering, like maybe one day I should just show them the card video and be like, "Hey, like, what, what do you think, think of about this?" this? Um, mm. Right, right. Like, I mm. feel similar, like between you and April Steven. Like, I think it was, it was good that they are doing sort of more of like viral, like grassroots stuff, because that stuff is very important in developing an international fan base, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and which is re- actually really hard to get for K-pop groups. So Card yeah. is actually like surprisingly doing very well in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But my main issue with uh, not having Onana as a debut is what you said, Stephen, is that they put out way too many songs. I think the interest mm-hmm. for Card was already really high after Onana and they didn't need to release so many songs before they actually debuted. Like I, I really think they could have done fine with just releasing uh, Onana and then Don't Recall and then going straight into a debut. And still having a pretty high kind of interest mind and share. yeah, yeah mindshare in, in, in international at least space. Uh, it, it would have been a good balance if that's the plan they were going to go for. But they've already released so many songs that you know they can't use this style anymore. Essentially, and I feel like even after don't recall, arguably they they could have put out like more tropical sound if it was a really good song and been okay. I mean, not rumor, of course, but. Yeah, no, I think it all mm. depends on what direction they want to go, right? And so I'm really interested. Like, I, but I think there are like three rules they definitely need to follow. And one is no auto tune ever again. Stop fucking auto tuning. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, especially don't start a song with auto tune. Like, that is just the worst right. thing you can do. 
and two, I, I really do think while the guys I think are a big draw, especially for a lot of the international audience, mm-hmm. I personally think the the guys are the weakest part of the uh, of the group. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I I think they have their, I think they're very talented. I just don't often think that their talent is used correctly in the song sometimes, especially rumor. Oh, okay. Like hearing some of their other stuff, like, cause they went on tour, I guess with the grand smacking of three songs, right? Uh, <laughs> pre-debut tour. like Yeah. That. So they had to sing other songs and like, especially for Koreans, I- I'm actually not sure if any of them grew up in America or not, but they, they seem to be pretty good at like do covering other things and, and, and doing other things. Like they seem talented yeah. people. Um, yeah. I just like I don't know. They they still rap like like one dude sounds an awful lot like um uh Benzino, right? Or is it Benzino or was it Mad Clown? Mad Clown. Oh, Mad Clown. Mad Clown. Oh yeah. Um one oh. he's just like and way too many syllables in like one line. Yeah. Like for <laughs> for me that doesn't match with a kind of very tropical house island song. Like you don't it's very you don't go full Mad Clown on a song, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Autotune does kind of match, kind of, right? Like, you know, a lot of American artists using Autotune now, I just feel like maybe turn the knob from 10 to like seven. Three. Oh, oh <laughs> even seven. seven would be oh, okay. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> like, even in the DJ Khaled song you're talking about, like, yeah. Little Wayne uses just an insane amount of Autotune in that song. The Little Wayne, Little um, Wayne, you know. I mean, that is Little Wayne, but like, it's just turn it down a little bit. Yeah, be like the, it, yeah. the Quavo guy. Turn it just turn it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think the only guy that was raised in america was um oh, what's his name not steph not the one with the black hair but the real tall one mm-hmm. i always forget his name he was actually in the choco chip cookie video oh. um pre-date before he debuted because i saw him and i was like who is this man and what is his name <laughs> <laughs> He's and then me i found vibes. out he debuted <laughs> guard i was like there he is. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, I think they have the ability, like those, especially those two dudes. Like they, I think they look really good, and they also don't look like little boys, right? They mm-hmm. look like right. Men, they look right? like grown men. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I would hope that Korean, you know, audiences love that too. I just kind of feel like their talents are not super meshing well with the island stuff because even in Onana. I still think that the worst part they was, were the worst part yeah. of that song. But, but that is just really? our preference. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And and that's kind of harsh to say worst part because we we love Onana, right? Um it's like saying yeah. a ten versus a nine, you know? Right. Like they were still right. good. They still it was still a good showcase of their skills, I think, in Onana, but they're becoming more and more deadlocked into this certain style. And mm-hmm. not necessarily becoming lazy, but kind of becoming too comfortable of doing a certain thing. Yeah, too complacent. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, to kind of harp on, or not harp on, to kind of piggyback on what Steven is saying is that the guys especially are, it's very apparent that they're getting too comfortable with this like tropical sound to kind of mm. do this same, samey kind of rapping and, you know, not greatness. <laughs> I don't know how I describe it, but. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think they have potential for the Korean market. I mean, if they are going to go full Mac Clown, I mean, Korea loves Mac Clown, you know? They do. Like, if they're going to go full <laughs> Korean rapper style, like, Korea might like that. So, you know. Do you think because, 
I feel maybe a reason why they they attract international um, audience so much is maybe because of where you said the guys look like grown men and they're a bit more of a sexier group. Do you think that's why maybe a Korea hasn't caught on as much or not as not as uh, interested in them? Um. Well, I'm I'm actually not sure because I, I just don't think Korea's heard of them yet yeah because they don't mm, promote on shows and they're not i mean i I assume you listen to it on melon right Mm -hmm. but like they've never charted you know in the top 100 and i don't know that's because they haven't officially debuted yet or because koreans just don't uh don't like it i think it's a matter of saliency like you said in Uh korea it's it's very important if you have like mind share with the public and card just for some reason just does not have mind share with the korean public and I, the reason mm-hmm. why I think they are really popular with the f- like kind of international fan base is because they're so different, right? It's a it's a guy girl group. Like the guys have a certain look, the girls have a certain look. That's very different, I think, than a lot of K-pop groups that most people are used to. Uh, but right. to your point, I do actually think um, for rappers, I actually don't think it matters. Like I think uh, looking like men is, is a good thing uh, for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a hindrance mm-hmm. because of rappers. If they they've, if they were a pop group. You know, trying to dance, uh, you know, uh, BTS stuff, stuff or something, or something oh, right? Okay. I think yeah. that would be a detriment. But as far as rappers go, um, they're usually Koreans are usually pretty lenient on um, because they don't really know so much about rap. Right, right. <laughs> they like all sorts of rappers. I mean, they like By looking rappers. They like Beanzino looking rappers. Right. They like Zico looking rappers, yeah. and they also like. Mm-hmm. Doki looking rappers, you know, yeah. some Doki looking rappers. <laughs> Doki. Yeah. So, um, so you said mindshare. What exactly is that? Just like uh, mindshare is, I guess, kind of a word we use to to gauge just public awareness of of something, like mm. just the general, like whoever's listening to like pop music in Korea, like if they're paying attention to them. Yeah. I, okay. I I just don't know how discovery works because like. YouTube is pretty good at discovery, right? Like related yeah. videos and stuff like that. And Koreans in general, I mean, they're using YouTube more. They still don't really use YouTube, right? They still use a melon for all their stuff. So, right, right. So like I, I'm pretty sure it's very, very hard to even show up accidentally on anyone's list in, in Korea unless they're on a show or they're on the top 20 or 30, right? Like, yeah. um, it's very snowbally. Yeah. It's very snowbally, um, in Korea. Right. And I mean, I hope, I hope all the best for them. I, despite not liking rumor watch and the video is just the, one of the most mind boggling, like decision making things in my life. Like, like <laughs> why would you ever do that? Um, I, I really want them to succeed. Yeah. Um, they have the chance to be super unique in this, in this, in the space, you know, like there's not many co-op uh, co-ed groups and especially not any co-ed groups that do anything like hard does. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Like with their choreography and uh, yeah, all that and their sound and, and mm-hmm. even their look, you know, they're not a project group. Right. This is a real group. I wish and I hope that the 2017 curse doesn't doesn't Extend. smack their butts yeah. on the way out, you know. Right, right. Because, I mean, we know DSP doesn't always make the best decisions as a company. Correct. <laughs> See, so that's, that's, that's like every group every company nowadays i'm just like well why you didn't handle that one correctly it's like well jyp didn't handle that correctly it's like right come on korea i also do hope they change a little bit 
the, but the thing is, like, Refined. you were you were saying you wanted like this Latin feel. Like, I think that'd be really cool. I just don't know if if they'll do that for a Korean release. You know, if, if their Korean debut. Um, right. So I'm really interested in like what direction. Do, do you have any guesses or or maybe not hopes because it's it might be a bad thing, but like any dreads <laughs> that they'll do like uh, for a Korean debut, like. Like yeah. was that a pun, Steve? Like dreads? No. Like, dreads. Okay. <laughs> but I have I'm, a fear that they're gonna show up full dreads and like, yeah, we hip hop, you know, like we're full yeah. on appropriation. I really hope they don't. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure they won't, right? Because they they're trying to they're approaching the international fan base, I think, in a good way. But you never know with Korean releases. Like, yeah, especially with card, because I, I listened to I know there I didn't listen to the follow up to, to your guys podcast, April. But because um, mm-hmm. uh, there was the news story that they uh, the card members may or may not have said the N word. Right. Because they were singing. Yeah. Um, Rihanna's um, mm-hmm. bitch better have my money. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you guys talked about it at length. Uh, but later on, I think it was released that they didn't actually say it. Right. They like changed the right. word to be. Yeah. Um, hitter hitter or something yeah. which it's a little too close <laughs> which yeah for me i'm like just fucking bleep it just don't, just don't right. say it you know yeah you don't yeah. need to say a close sounding just, word yeah um so while at first i was like you know maybe they're thinking about the international audience decently well like at least they didn't say it but then they also didn't make the correct decision which was just omit it omit it you know or don't right. sing bitch better have my money right <laughs> like there are many other songs right. out there. Um, right. It's a very um, ex, ex, expletive field song. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, man, yeah, yeah, we haven't, because we didn't do a podcast this week, because mm. um, Girl Davis is uh, sick, but we were going to, the next one, like, update and talk about how, you know, they didn't say the N-word, but they did say Hitta, but mm-hmm. it's like, you still don't want to say anything close to it. <laughs> you don't you don't want but, to be, like, in any sort of way associated, right? Like, cover your bases right. kind of deal, right? Right, right, all the round, so no one even gets, like, like, acts like, oh, did they say that? Nope, don't even do anything close to it. I do like, oh, his name is Big Matthew. That's his name. Big Matthew. I like, maybe it's because he did live in the States and he knows the impl- implications of just, you know, doing things that, like, some things like that. Um, he did say the next day at the next concert, he's like, guys, we would never say that. He said, I would make sure they he's, that they would never say that. So he's like, and I was like, man, if every group had, like, one person that freaking knew <laughs> that was, like, culturally sensitive to shit and could let their members know, say, hey, you know, might not want to talk about light skin is better or dark is bad or tan is not good or hey you might not want to you know say alicia keys looks good for a black girl you might not want to say that you know so i like that they um big matthew that is in there to to speak to international fans and be like hey guys i'm gonna make sure they're not doing that i want to try to um gear this group in the right direction type of thing so I know girl Davis, she didn't after that. She's like, I knew something wrong with them. She she just doesn't like them <laughs> just at all. I don't think ever. <laughs> but um That was a pretty epic uh, that was a pretty epic rant. Uh the, yeah. the one I listened to uh, about her uh denouncing card. <laughs> like that was a pretty <laughs> good one. 
denouncing. And even after we found out they didn't, she was like, I still don't like us. Like, all right. But I was like, I appreciate them, like, apologizing because, and being so quick with it. I mean, how many times have, like, Koreans just in general did, like, racist stuff and just swept it under the rug or just been like, oops, well, why are you guys getting offended? Or, well, we talk about disabled people and, like, 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 that's okay, you know? So I'm a person for accountability and, you know, he took accountability for card and, I just feel like, cool, you apologize, let's move on type of thing. Make sure not to do it again. (laughs) So, yeah, Um, I wish every group kind of just had a cultural sensitivity class or just one person in that group to just say, wait, just hold up, hold up, homie. You might not want (laughs) to Might not want to offend people here. <laughs> Especially when you're like using uh entire cultural's music right. <laughs> for your own profit, maybe be a little sensitive. Maybe you should be aware, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but the thing is, uh, and this is one of my beefs with the K-pop fandom, like international and not. Like, sure, everybody gets really mad when they cross the very big obvious lines, you know, like blackface or saying the n-word, right? Like. Once that big, big thing happens, everyone's against it. But like most fans are totally fine with just all this appropriation all the time. Anyways, like, like this micro racism, kind of right. these microaggressions, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, they're yeah, called. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that always like, I don't know why I, sometimes like we're the only one. Well, I don't want to say we're the only ones talking about, but of the things that I've seen and watched and listened to, like, like nobody's just like, yo, why is why is this SM group dressed in like dreadlocks and like, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and, right. and nobody's saying and that's okay. About it. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But, right. And as you said, but like a girl, maybe if they wear a little bit too much, show too much skin, it's like, well, we'll crucify her. Crucify her. <laughs> but right. You know, that's just one of those things that always boggles my mind um, with uh, K-pop fans. Um, guys can do no wrong, you know? Yeah. They'll let them pass. And I mean like, okay, here's a good example. Taeyang. A lot of people find him problematic. Mm. He has done some things, but I, those are the things I personally am still his fan. I like him again because he's held himself accountable. Mm. He's when situations like when he did that face morph into Kanye, like mm. it didn't bother me because it's like, oh, okay, he likes Kanye West. He's just doing that. But for a lot of people, it's like, oh, no, you're trying to do blackface. You're trying to, you know, be offensive. He came out and said, I am sorry. I will make sure not to do that again. And I like when artists hold themselves accountable and apologize. And I'm like, I'm not going to hold them against, against it. Like, we mm. all make mistakes. Like, you apologize, you're not making excuses, you say you'll make sure to never do it again, and you just go on. Yeah. I'll say there's a difference with GD. Like when he wore, uh, he did that picture, and it was literally just a picture from the face paint he had on from mm-hmm. the coup de top video but somebody like random was like yeah he's trying to do blackface for trayvon martin and had i mean just somebody randomly said that and they took that and it was in every article everything like he said it and i'm like some random person like on twitter said this right. but gd never said anything about it and it's like dude say something like it's not going to go away it's Mm going to come up every time clear it up and i think 
that's one good thing about holding these artists in career accountable for these things is that you need to come clear right now. Like nip it in like the bud not, kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, nip it in the bud. And don't let it just, you know, just let it wait. All this shit goes on because it's going to get bigger and bigger and you're going to lose fans and shit's going to go awry. So, yeah. But everybody's different. Some people are like, nope, you do that. I'm not your fan anymore. That's their right. And then some people like me, I'm like, you know, cool. You apologize. You learn for a minute and let's move on. We understand that a lot of times Koreans may do racist things, but they're doing it out of ignorance. They're not doing it out of right. hatred. Actual, or, yeah, yeah. Like, and so as long, you know, as you said, it's, you got to, you have to still, un- they still need to understand though, that their audience is still international. Right. And so they still need mm-hmm. to understand that, um, uh, there are implications and you got to make, you know, just Man awareness. Up, that's a sexist word. Yeah. <laughs> they need to. <laughs> they need to stand up for kind of like what they believe in. You know, if they, yeah, if they're truly sorry, I guess. Um, right. Absolutely. But uh, speaking of truly sorry, I I, yeah. I I do wanted to talk about any other. Were there any other songs that in a shitty month couldn't even make top three <laughs> that uh, you wanted to talk about? Oh my goodness. Um, there really was not much. Just in 2017 in general? Yeah, sure. Because, uh, you know. Um, just any songs you recommend that you just you've been jamming to this, this year? Yeah. I will say surprisingly, maybe just one. Oh, actually two. Okay. It was IU's Palette. Now, I'm not an IU fan. I do not listen to her music. I think she's boring. But <laughs> Palette. Man, like I listened to it, was like, dang, I like this. Again, like not an artist I listen to, but it's a good song, and I like the falsetto just through the whole thing. I really like chill songs like that as well. That you're just like, yeah. There's a song by a lady. She's the one that did. It's called a. I forgot, but she's the one that did opening ceremony. Opening ceremony. That sounds very familiar. Opening ceremony. The old '90s song, "Open Ceremony." Opening ceremony. Um, it was really famous. She had like the slit skirt. It was like a real huge song back then. And she's older now, maybe in her 40s. And she had a song called "My My My Tantan Space My." empty space my something space but it's just like real chill and it's just like this um i use song then i looked at the lyrics and i was like how do you make talking about freaking 25 that awesome (laughs) you know i used to like pink but now i like purple and it's really simple shit but it's nice it's real and yeah it's real and i'm like damn like you know like yeah, I used to like this, but now I like that. And then GD comes on like, yeah, hey, IU, I know what you're talking about. Like, I'm 30. I'm feeling the same way. Like, I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. I love it. I was like, this is creative. This is when you get a song and a thought process was put into it. Mm. I think that was definitely put into this. So I have to give it up to IU on this one. And then the video was really awesome to played around with a lot of different elements. And then the last one would be actually Taeyong's song he just released for the car. Was it Lexus or Ford? It's called So Good. CF song. And 
Yeah, he just let me look it up right now. But it's called "So Good," and the song is so good. Mm-hmm. It could have been his. Uh, it could have been like his new single, and it's just for the car. But it's pure R and B, pure just pure Tay Young. It's for the Lexus LC, and it's called "So Good." And the video is only about three minutes long, but I'm telling you, okay. it's great. And I think you guys, I think this might be one of you guys' favorites for 2017. Oh, you'll wow, be like, okay. this is a good song. Like, it's just for a freaking Lexus, but it's good. <laughs> so it, it just uh, came out a couple days ago or? Yes, okay. probably just last week. Because um, he's like the new face for Lexus in Korea. And he came out with a song. And, you know, he's like, you know, on the car and around the car. But you almost don't even see the car because the dancing, <laughs> his singing and the song is so great. It's Taeyong, it's Taeyong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I mean, we we kind of listen to music, or I mainly listen to music kind of in chunks, like to prepare for our podcast. Um, uh-huh. So now that you say that, I mean, that's a it's very rare this year that I'm excited for any song anymore. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm worried now. But if you say it's going to be one of our favorite songs, then we're definitely going to have to listen to that. Yeah, well, I think the composition is really nice, and he wrote. Let me see, he composed and wrote it. So. Um, it's totally by Taeyang, and I I think you guys really like it. Okay. I I can see myself just downloading it. I don't know if it's for sale, but I'm gonna download it anyway and just listen to it all the time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. This might be wrong, but I don't think I've ever heard a bad Taeyang song. Like I can I can mm, yeah. Uh, I granted I haven't like listened to all the B sides on, on like maybe some of his albums, but like. Like even mm-hmm. other artists, big artists, like I've heard G Dragon songs I don't like, and I've heard, you know, TLP songs that I'm like, yeah, it's okay, but I don't yeah. think I've ever heard a Taeyong song where I'm like, this well, ain't for me, dang good, bro, yeah. like, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. going all the yeah, way, yeah, he just he delivers, yeah, excited, excited, we need something good because yeah, the other big please. release for the next episode of our podcast would be twice so oh yeah this call, song is called so good you need a good song and this is it <laughs> I'm, I'm excited god damn um, things to say about twice <laughs> but yeah like iu pal, pal was probably maybe like number four maybe for me like it, it, i almost wanted to talk about palette uh for all the exact reasons you said like like the lyrics it just sounds like she's just writing in a journal you know it's it's so Mm. basic right you know it, it's so like honest i guess um i really like it Pro- plus it's the catchiest iu song we've had in like two three years yeah that was it was either going to be that for my number three or or winner for my number three and i think i just mm. i think i just listened to iu palette like way too much like i had a over exposure of it so mm, yeah. yeah the other song that kind of i was thinking about instead of varsity was going to be this song i don't know if you've heard of this april but it's called it's by martin smith no which are when i say martin smith when i yeah it's called paint on spring paint but on. when i say martin smith what do you picture when i say martin smith like is it a, you know, um, is one dude is a group <laughs> a white person yeah like <laughs> i'm thinking of that like one british dude that was famous for a long time mm. uh weirdly enough martin smith two korean dudes uh, really yeah. okay interesting neither one named martin and neither one named smith <laughs> Smith. <laughs> uh, i have no idea why i think they were on k k-pop star superstars k one of those um mm. but it's kind of like a pop ballad, like uh, it's like a spring ballad like happy sp- kind spring of ballad but they're both okay. like kind of more powerful singers they're not it's not yeah. like a ballad ballad right yeah, yeah yeah they're both very i think strong singers and and 
I really like that song. I don't know. If, yeah. Maybe check it out. I, I really like that song too. I almost um, put that in as well. Were there any other uh, disappointing songs uh, that were close to card at all uh, for you, April? Or? Um, I just kind of like browse some and I was mm. like, oh, crap, crap. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> I, I judge songs really quickly. Um, I knew Girls Day had a comeback and it was called I'll Be Yours and it just sounded whack. Terrible. terrible. It, yeah, it was just kind of for me. I don't know why Girls Day still is a group together. It's like if you're not gonna come out with a new concept, if you're not gonna be innovative, and you're not gonna like try to reach another peak, then why are you together? Right, like you waited two years just to release a song that could have came out two years ago. You know, it yeah, sounds like, like it came out two years mediocre. ago. Yeah, um, they're just together to be together. But it's like if. If you're a singer, you should always be trying to reach a new peak or try a new style or get a new fan base. It's just like they're just the most basic K-pop group ever. And they're like, OK with it. And they're they will come out with the most basic song. I mean, that's the eternal problem with the machine of K-pop, right? Is that yeah. the best groups, I think, in K-pop are the ones with actual musicians on them, you know, like Big mm-hmm. Bang and BTS and, and things like that. People but, make right. their own music kind of a deal. Yeah, but a lot of times in general, there's really no evolving because they have no choice and they have no... It's just some higher up in a business suit determining what mm-hmm. they're going to They're just next. a cog in yeah. the K-pop right. machine, you know? So, and Girls Day is definitely one of those. That, that Even though some uh, one of our listeners was like, yo, they compose one of their new songs that's on their B-side. And it's like... <laughs> one out of how many? Did they compose it or did they just like... Right. S- say yes or no. Like was he like, do you want this one or this one? They're like, this one. Nah. This one or this one. <laughs> this one. Yeah. And it's like you composed it. You know. I think Sistar also. Sistar for their uh, comebacks very soon. Mm-hmm. They also have supposedly all composed the song. Um, and I'm like, in my mind, hmm. I'm so yeah. pessimistic. I'm like, I don't. I don't really? recall. I don't recall Did Sister you know? having. You know, Sister yeah. having any <laughs> composers in there. Yeah, in their uh, resume. Um, yeah. The other song that was really disappointing but not quite as disappointing as card for us what was mm-hmm. exid's uh, new song um okay i think it's called night before day or something uh night night better than a day something like that something terrible mm. uh, but honestly uh that was not actually in my most disappointed because i, I actually was not expecting very much mm. from exid to be honest mm. true i mean that's the reason why i didn't pick it yeah. i think actually i still think rumors might be a better song than the exid song it was disappointing too, you know. We're talking, yeah, it was yeah. disappointing. <laughs> it was disappointing too. Although I do know some of our listeners really do like that song because um, it is very different. You know, it it is actually an example of EXID trying to do something different, right? They're trying to change from their chasing of up and down, right? Because they were chasing that right. up and down staying for a very long time for like yeah, two or three songs in yeah, a row after were. that, right? Yeah. So while I do applaud them for 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 moving on, I, I do think. They they still could have moved on to somewhere better than that one. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I don't know that group just kind of always seemed all over the place. And that Honey girl, like all I heard was just like negative crap about her. Just like she's doing extra and she's always crying on TV. And I was just like, she just seems too dramatic. She just seemed like the ch- a chick I wouldn't get along with. Like just real emotional and over the top. And it's just like. You just want to slap her and be like, "Grow some balls," <laughs> and then just go about it, you know. So I was just like, that just made me not want to like the group or mm-hmm. listen to them. And then the rapper chick, Melty Face, Ellie. <laughs> Melting Face, Bomb, yeah. Bomb Number Two, yeah. Park Bomb Two, 
She actually said you're a savage, April. You're a savage. <laughs> Park you, I'm sorry. Savage. I've been around girl Davis too much. <laughs> I just say stuff and don't even no, realize I like I'm being extra savage. Go on. <laughs> yeah, just melting face. Um, she actually had said the N word one time on TV, and she, mm. then she laughed about and she giggled, and then and I was just like, no, you ain't cute. And then I was just like, no, I'm not listening to them. You don't know. Before <sighs> surgery, she could have been black. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. Korean Maybe. surgery, plastic surgery is advanced. Yo. She got know. her brain taken out of lobotomy as well. Maybe so. She never had one. <laughs> get, get out, get out style. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I I have never really liked Ellie as a rapper. I think her her whiny voice is does not match in any, even in Up and Down, which I love that song. Like, I still mm-hmm. think her rap voice just comes out of nowhere. And it's just like, I'm doing my thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> out of the way. Yeah. Melty face time. <laughs> yeah. But she is, you know, she does produce a lot of their stuff. So, or write a lot of their stuff. So she is an important part of the XD. Not saying she's not important, but, um, you know, she's got to pay for that. Those melty face points, you know? Yeah. Like her face is so far back. It's like, girl, you got to turn around to see that face. <laughs> <laughs> I just just want to know if anybody looks at her and be like, damn, girl, like, golly. Damn, April 21 Savage over here. People like different things. I I mean, at the risk of offending, at the risk of offending one of our best listeners, like, when, like, he really likes Park Bomb, right? Park Bomb is one of his favorite people. Yeah, Yeah, Justin. But, like, when I look at Park Bomb, I'm just like, there was a cute girl in there maybe 15 years ago. But like when I look at her, I she can, gone now. Like, can she move her face? Gone. You know, can yeah. What is what it's, is this? Um, yeah, it's a, it becomes when it gets that severe, like really sad. It's like wow, yeah. like what emotional stuff was she going through? To, to or, and just chasing that, <laughs> chasing that this image of beauty that can never be attained is just yeah, right. It's a little right. freaky. Anyway, that a little too serious. Uh, well, let's, let's, we're, we're almost done, guys. <laughs> we're almost done. We talked about April, and we talked about the month of April. Yeah. But uh, the last thing we want to talk to you about, I guess, is very general. It's just, um, I mean, you lived in Korea for a very long time. You moved back just recently. You've been home. Like, what's different? Because mo- me and Josh are are uh, planning to come back home right soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To Americas. Like, how is, like, keeping up with K-pop culture, is, is it any different, really? Or is just... Online is the best now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a little different just because I mean, you go in Korea, you literally walk down the street and there's K-pop playing outside of a toot house, playing outside of um, what is it, Olay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's everywhere, so it's really easy to just be engulfed by it. Um, going to Myeongdong, going to Hongdae. Um, so I really do miss that, just that there's nothing like it, like just walking down the street and all these shops around you and music blast and playing right after this song and that song. So it is just in the experience. I felt like I could almost live the life out there, K-pop, because I did do, I went to a dance place called, um, I just forgot. Um, anyway, I did like K-pop dancing, um, 
classes and then I did singing classes. So mm-hmm. like for a little bit, I was living like little K-pop trainee life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. It was pretty, it was pretty fun. Very fun. So being back in the States, I mean, it's more just, you know, whatever I find on my phone or on the computer, I just keep it up with on it online. But doing the podcast really allows me to keep up because I think if I didn't have the podcast, um, I might miss a bit more. But with that, you know, I always have to make sure I'm up on what's going on um, in K-pop and um, just making sure I still can engulf myself. And I mean, I... I mean, when I was in Korea, I think I went over like 50 K-pop concerts. Damn. Like I was like major. I saw Big GD 12 times while I was in Korea. Mm. It was like I was like, "Where's the next concert?" It's like going to free ones and just like everyone I could go to to just live my life to the fullest in Korea. So it's making me feel bad. Making making me feel like we should have went to more concerts, Josh. Oh, <laughs> if we look back at it, we went to we went to a few. <laughs> <laughs> we're like five yeah Sorry. yeah i mean they're so fun you know the light sticks and just meeting the, the the enthusiasm from the korean fans and um this you know it's so different but i mean i can put in a dvd and in my headphones and watch my big bang alive tour 2000 <laughs> uh, what was it 2012 and relive it or still be able to experience that so just thank God for the internet and, and YouTube. Um, I did find like a little Korea, like mm. it's like this kind of strip mall in the back of this thing that has a restaurant. The next door is a Korean grocery store. Then right beside that is a Korean stationery store. And then right beside that is a Tula Ju. So oh, nice. I can still feel like I'm walking into like Korea, like, and then I can go home. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's nice that I was able to find that because I can still have my bulgogi and my sungepsal and buy some K-pop and some Tula Ju and then go home and chill on my couch. <laughs> Do you think, because um, I heard you talking about a little bit in one of your podcasts because uh, you went to so many k-pop concerts in korea and the tickets are not that expensive in korea right right, um, right. but when they start touring in america the prices understandably sort of are mm-hmm. way 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 Much more higher. expensive right yeah um, yeah like have you seen any uh, uh k-pop concerts since you've been back um at all i saw Young. It was actually his first, very first solo showcase in America. And the way you could, it was like through MTV. And the only way you could win tickets was through a contest. And they were like, okay, do your favorite, like, Taeyang meme. And whoever got the most retweets or whatever. I didn't win any, but Taeyang's American, one of his American fan sites contacted me. It was like, hey, we know you're a Taeyang fan. We have an extra ticket. You want it? So nice. all I needed to do was just buy my ticket to San Francisco. I hopped on that plane and I was there to see Taeyang. So that was really nice. So that was free other than like the ticket and you know staying like i just stay at like a cheap little hostel or whatever mm. other than that i think that's all i saw other than which i mean miyabi's well he's half korean but mm. um that concert was only 15 bucks so i refused okay. to pay over 30 dollars <laughs> i you know i rather go to shows that are like small little showcases or a little to no money because mm. yeah, I got bills. I got an apartment. <laughs> I got a car note. Like Korea, like you didn't need a car. You just need public transportation. Your school pays for your apartment. 
like you so you have a lot of was discretionary money just you know to is it discretionary or indiscretionary whatever um that this disposable income that you can use um to buy a lot of things so i had that freedom in korea but in the states $400 for GD's new concert. GD got a black card. <laughs> right. Why you need yeah, that? Why, yeah. why you need all that money, GD? You know, I got a $300 card payment I need to pay for. It. I cannot give him $300 of my dollars to see him in concert. Plus, I got to travel. Hell no. I just relive my Korean memories in Korea and watch them on TV. But no. So, so do you think, obviously, you know, unlike most international fans, I mean, you lived in Korea, you got to experience all this Korean stuff. Mm-hmm. And do you think, for example, let's take GD, right? $400. He's one of the richest people in Korea, right? Um, right. But, you know, it is a company and YG needs to make money and it costs a lot of money to move around things and travel around the country, right? Do you right. think it costs $400 because it should cost $400? Or do you think it costs $400 because they know American audiences will never have this chance so that they can charge kind of whatever the fuck they want? Right. I believe it's both. I mean, of course they want to make a profit. It's like if you got to have a shirt and only cost like a dollar to make and you want to sell it for $10. um, Do you really need to sell it for $10? No. But if it doesn't sell, then you can mark it down type of thing. So I I think it is just like a money, definitely a money thing. Um, And I mean, let's say I didn't live in Korea and I had never seen them. I think one time I would, I'd maybe save up and pay that two, three hundred dollars and go and to have that experience because there's nothing like it. Like ha- being right. around all these people that like this niche music genre and this artist and to make new friends and to there's, there's nothing like it. It's beautiful. And to have that wave, that light stick and to sing those songs and you might not understand the language completely, but you feel it like there's nothing like it. So for the people who are able to or can experience that, I would definitely encourage at least once. But I feel like Big Bang has been over here about two or three times already. So mm. I feel um, less. It's yeah. not as not as fervor. <laughs> right. It's it's not as rare now, yeah. especially with K-pop just expanding. So I would encourage people to kind of wait till like one. Well, even K-Con has gone up, but like seeing all those artists for like what? 150 at K-Con. Yeah. You can see like 12 acts for like a general seat. I'd say wait for like an event where they're all there at one place. You know, they're only going to perform a few songs, but heck, you get to see 12 groups at once. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even Big Bang went up on their prices. Like, I could go to a Big Bang concert for $88, 88,001. It was 150 for the May tour. Big Bang, y'all don't, what, what, what's the difference? <laughs> what, I mean, the quality of the show is still good. Right. Why y'all need to go up to $150? Yeah. So I think because they know, they're like, oh, they're Big Bang. They're the biggest group in Asia. Yeah. It's more prestige, but I think they could sell it for cheap. So but a really interesting thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Girl Davis, she said Big Bang actually went to Europe in London. And you see that they actually haven't been back. And she said because their concerts were not sold out. Hmm. And she doesn't think they made as much profit that they might have spent more money going there because London and Europe is is very expensive. Hmm. Um, And 
Big Bang probably, I mean, they cannot sell out the O2 Arena. O2 Arena. It's just, they're, that's a huge arena. Like, so they would need, like, a smaller venue, but I think that that would maybe be a shot to their ego. So they're not, um, they wouldn't be as eager to go. And because people are like, why aren't they coming to Europe? But she said, because her sister worked security at the Big Bang Alive. And just like, it wasn't, it was, you know, it's like, I think they know in America, people in America maybe will pay those prices and they can fill those seats up. Hmm. And maybe in Europe, they're like, wow, if we look at the cost it takes to move all our stuff and have this venue, but then not enough people show we're not making our money. So I think they know U.S. fans maybe will spend it more. So obviously you've seen Big Bang in America and Korea. Like, Mm -hmm. have you seen any other like K-pop artists like both in Korea and America? And and if you have, like, is there a, a big difference in like the concert quality or... Or anything like that? Um, only artists would be Taeyong. Okay. Like, is, is yeah. the show, like, much different from Korea versus, like, America? Well, I mean, it was a very smaller venue. He mm-hmm. performed at, it was called Bimbo's <laughs> in <Nice>. San Francisco. <laughs> so it was a really small club vibe. And, um, I mean, I think you had to be 21 and up to get in, too, because they serve liquor. So it wasn't kind of like fangirls, like too much. I mean, grown women can fangirl, but it was a bit more chill vibe, I'd say. And, you know, he had his band. And to just hear it live and up close and to see Taeyong doing all those moves right up close, it was just a lot more personal than, like, this big arena and fangirls getting squished by people when GD comes over to you, <laughs> like, you know, your side of the arena. So I just prefer, like, that smaller venue, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that sounds way better. Like, I would yeah, 100% better. prefer that, you know. Like, yeah. smaller crowds yeah. and oh. intimate venue, yeah. Because we did both right. go to the to the maid concert, too. Oh, okay. Mm. And well, I mean, it's great. Oh, man, it was rough, though. Uh, but I mean, we were like standing right. and there were just women everywhere. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Standing the s- is. Smell <laughs> sweat was incredible. Like, yeah. Why is so, why is so stinky in here? <laughs> why is so stinky? <laughs> you know why? Everybody was wet, dude. Everyone was uh, wet in both ways. I almost slipped on the floor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot of juices down there. Oh, you, so you were the one who said wet in both ways, and I say slip right. on the floor, and you go, ugh. Because yours Come is on. graphic. Mine is <laughs> just on. a general statement. Yours is like, uh, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, no, like, because the only experience I have with that is, like, I saw the Wonder Girls in America a long, 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 long time ago, and it was mm. kind of like you said, it was a very small mint, uh, venue. But the problem was, is like, well, I guess back in the day, they didn't have that many songs, but, like, it was really quick. It was like, 20 minutes, 2 p.m., or maybe even 15 minutes, 2 p.m., and, like, 40 minutes, Wonder Girls, and that was it. And that was the whole thing. And it cost, like, a hundred-something dollars. Um, mm. And, you know, I know recently, I think a lot of well-established artists are coming to America now, finally, you know, in mass, because they know, A, how much they can charge, and B, like, I... I, I I don't know if it's true, but I feel like they don't have to perform even as much or as well as they would in Korea, you know? Because there's mm. that expectation like of, oh, I'm just going to see them. I'm happy enough. Yeah. Um, right. Because, you know, mm. Fiona came around and um, I guess Card also came, even though they haven't really done too much. Um, mm-hmm. BTS, of course, has come a lot. Um, have you been to KCON or any of those uh, conventions by any chance? Yes. Yeah, so... 
I, um, in 2014 was my first time going, I was actually on a panel. I was mm-hmm. on the, how to be a K-pop fashionista panel, mm-hmm. fashionista fashion if i can say the word fashion easter <laughs> panel and it was me and i think four three other ladies and we just kind of talked about um you know k-pop fashion and who our favorite people are and where we saw it moving so that was really good um and to, if you're on the panel you get a, the free ticket to the show on both days so um and he had good seats and was able to um experience everyone you know all the artists and but it was when it was still outside and it was hot and i think i got dehydrated and almost fainted so Ooh. it was not good because <laughs> that la sun but um it was interesting i don't know if i'd pay to go though it's mm. k-con but maybe that's probably 100% has to do with just I've already experienced it in Korea but if mm. I had never been in Korea I think I'd be a lot more excited for it because it's like oh all these artists in my you know in my country type of thing but I'm just kind of like seeing a lot of these people or these like groups newer groups that I don't really care about right. <laughs> so I'm not going it's like watching a music bank performance but then music <laughs> right. bank is free if you can get in right or whatever right right um, yeah uh, okay, uh, th- that's interesting. Just because uh, you know, KCon is something that a lot of our fans or a lot of people are, you know, a lot of our listeners uh, are going to or want to go to, and mm-hmm. like it, I've always uh, my dream for the longest time was like, man, it would be so cool to record a podcast at, at KCon, K-Con, right, with live yeah. people and stuff like that. Um, and uh, our last guest, Jonathan from K-pop hot pot. He also really wanted to do that, but he was like trying to contact KCON people uh, for, for a while now. And they just don't give no shits about podcast people, right? Like unless really? you're oh my goodness. Jay Remical with like a hundred thousand dollars or more YouTube subscribers, like they don't hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand subscribers or more. I mean, he's probably got like 800,000 now. Yeah. You know? Um, so, wow. uh, I, I was just wondering, like, uh, did they, for your panel, did they kind of like, contact you um like out of the blue or did you know people uh involved in yeah so um for about three and a half years i had a radio show i don't know if you guys have ever heard of awin radio it's based out of la and it has a lot it has a lot of different um shows on it from people all over the country Mm. and um i had a show called what's up Wednesdays and then it uh, kind of changed to what's up with DJ Miss A and basically every week I'd have like just talk about just you know purely K-pop and my favorite songs or whatnot and the girl who's over it sent me um a file that was if you were interested in participating on one of the panels Mm -hmm. and like I submitted my information and then they contacted me back and said they wanted to put me on the, how to be a K-pop fashionista panel. And then they choose, they chose other people to be on the panel with us. And then we had like um, a Google hangout um, group on there and we, came up with our concept what we wanted to do and our powerpoint and all that stuff and then met up on the day of the show because i think it'd be really cool to have a a k-pop pod because i think the biggest thing with podcasters in general is like even normal people in real life don't still don't know what a podcast is right let alone right a k-pop niche right um yeah and i always wanted like one of the reasons why i'm trying to reach out to more podcasters is to kind of like I've always been the worst at networking, you know, and like (laughs) like, trying to build a community. Yeah. Yeah. Like even uh, a win specifically, actually many years ago, they 
contacted me and was like, Hey, can we play like your podcast, like during one of their slots or whatever? And like, oh, okay. I did it once and then I, maybe I forgot to email them back or something, but like, I never heard from them after that. <laughs> they played. Oh, once. okay. Uh, maybe we sucked and they hated it. I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like if I was better at networking and stuff like that, like it would be so cool to have, you know, cause there are quite a, a lot of K-pop podcasts nowadays as opposed to yeah. like three years ago, four years ago. And, mm-hmm. um, it would be cool to, to maybe, maybe we can't all, all record a, a live episode there, but it would be cool to uh, have everybody or one person from everybody to, to form yeah. together on a panel or something and, and run around and be, be amazing. Like, Hey guys, reactioners we're not reactioners but we're here too we exist guys yeah right i know a lot of people think the only thing k-pop you can do is other youtube reaction videos and it's like oh my gosh there's other things yes there's actual discussion and not just smiling yeah, <laughs> yeah. right right and or oh body my wave. gosh if you can body wave bro you can body wave. You can make a lot of money <laughs> um but okay i think that was uh, i mean we talked about a lot of things I hope you enjoyed yourself. We are very thankful again, April, um, yeah. uh, for you joining us. It was fun, fun times, a lot of fun, a lot of shade. <laughs> a lot of shade. Just throwing it over here, throwing it over there. Yeah. I mean, if I could, if I would title this, I I hope I can title it Melty Face, but I'm actually not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, before we uh, finish, uh, can you tell our listeners uh, where to find more of your stuff? If they want to check it out. Yeah. So you can catch me and girl Davis at jinchacha.com and it's J I N J J A C H A. So jincha means real and then put chai on it, cha, which chai it mean can mean car or tea, but this means real tea, not real car. That's <laughs> so a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually had to change it to a uh, Chinese character so that people, mm. Koreans would know it was tea and not car. Um, and jinchacha.tumblr.com. We, um, or no, jinchacha.tumblr.com. And then uh, SoundCloud, jinchacha podcast. And we also have a section called Why You Gotta Be Anonymous. And it's where we answer our listener questions. And it's always very interesting. We play Bobby Valentino's song, Why You Gotta Be Anonymous, as the intro. It's fun times. So if anyone wants to send that, you can send it to jinchacha.gmail.com or through Tumblr or through the contact on our website. So many ways. That's way more ways than they can contact us because we, <laughs> we don't do it. Um, do you have like a Twitter or Instagram or anything? Uh, yeah. So on Instagram, I'm that underscore pink ninja because my moniker has always been pink pink the fat pink fashion ninja that's my blog pinkfashionninja.com just what i've gone by since since i got into k-pop my moniker and um on twitter no no yeah on twitter i am that no 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 sorry (laughs) i'm pink fashion ninja there you go pink fashion ninja and on instagram that pink ninja so that's me Cool. Um, definitely more interesting than our Twitter and Instagram because we don't do anything on our Twitter and Instagram. We're really, really bad at that. Um, Aww. But, uh, thank yeah. you so much again, April, um, for joining yeah, us. Thanks for inviting me. This was really awesome. Yeah. Hopefully in another couple of months um, we can uh, see each other again or t- I guess talk to each other again uh, for another yeah. one of these if you're 
if you're if you want. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I never want to talk to you guys again. Yeah. After what you said about my girl Ellie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, I have a tattoo. Her. I didn't want to tell them. <laughs> She's my favorite. Yeah, Ellie tattoo on my breast. <laughs> <laughs> she's the melted she's the she's melted block of cheese oh yeah a mel- melting heart yeah yeah um so yeah uh thank you so much and uh for our listeners we'll see you guys next week for our next main episode uh, until then bye, bye.